All right. Welcome everyone to the Fader Connections Path of Exile Community Podcast, episode number 57. Today we're joined, as usual, by our regular Balor Mage, and then we got Size Small, who is uh, running labs every day for poelab.com, a resource that many of you, if not everyone, are already using. And we got Slippery Jim, who makes fun videos on YouTube and live streams, where he has these projects and uh, sp- sp- uh, sheets like... Uh, <laughs> Google Sheets, where he collects data of different mechanics 100 times this or that and presents it to you in a very entertaining manner. So, um, but without any further intro doodaloo ado, Balor Mage, what have you been up to in your past week since we last <sighs> saw? Spending 60x on something that looks like it was built on about 12 chaos. Um... I tried to make agnostic crit work. Agnostic cast on crit scion. Okay. Let me tell you. What skill? Oh, I tried everything that would work in Cospreys. I spent the last two days trying out everything. <laughs> it takes me like over a minute to kill a tier 16 map boss. Oh. That's <laughs> terrible. It's real bad, man. I, I and can't fix it. I've... Utilizing everything that you could. But I you mean, said, you say agnostic Indigon, th- okay. Which I did throw on Indigon, and that that did bring it down to about thirty seconds. But it's like a, a mana scaling build. You're, you're trying to. Are you using Arcane Cloak at all, or are you using yeah. Archmage yeah. support? Well, no, not Archmage. Yeah, I was wondering because I, I was thinking that Archmage or Archmage uh, could be great. Now that you still have to pay Ooh. the cost on triggered skills, so on like a cast on crit setup Last. or. Last league with the setup I had, with the investment I had, the build would have been doing 13 million damage. Okay. Now it's doing 600k. Ow. That's harsh. Uh-huh. W- where did all that damage go? Uh, but I don't know, but it's not in my character. Hmm. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, like, there's just only so much that we can reasonably account for, right? I mean, the support uh, gem nerves uh, is like... I honestly Maybe can't 50. figure out what's wrong. I expected that it would do like at least six instead of like 12-ish million. And I just, I can't get, I can't even get it to up million. So I'm just, I'm done. That sounds I had, fishy. I did have like 300 people looking at it as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like there were 300 people watching and we couldn't fix the build. <laughs> That's so odd. We're just not. We're just not going to do that. That's just not a viable build anymore. Cast on crit is still fine in theory, but doing it the like agnostic scion way was always significantly less damage. It was just significantly less damage, but still enough damage and way, way tankier. Yeah. Not an option anymore. Just go and make a normal, like a cultist or assassin or inquisitor or like something that's, a real class instead All right. <laughs> that's that's just the answer apparently I, I still hope that you can figure it out at some point because like I said like, I mean you already had a bunch of people look at it but I can't figure out how you would go from 12 million or whatever you said to less than a million I mean there's there's many factors many things that have been changed but honestly like a loss that big I think I think that 
the ones that were doing 12 million had ice spears in. And no matter what I do or how I look at it, Cyclone is not big enough for ice spears to hit the second phase before it hits mobs. So I'm not getting the crit multi or the second form. Mm. Yeah, it so, seems like, I, like ice spear would be a really I, bad skill for casting crit on a on a cycloner. And so, well, so I think those were just path of building warriors. I hate to suggest Maybe. ice spear mm. enchant, so it turns in the second form faster. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Look, I've just decided to give up. <laughs> lab runner pulled... suggests an enchant, Bella. <laughs> Have you tried running lab to fix your <laughs> Listen, I exist in trades, Chad. Enchants are cheap as shit. You can't, I don't understand how anyone's making money running lab anymore. Not about uh, There are very fun. specific ones. This is also for a lot. Right, yep. Yeah. yeah, I remember there's like a handful of you really big ticket ones, basically the ones that make your build, make or break your builds, and give like a significant amount yep. of. of uh, it has uh, to be like a combination of like a mandatory unique you need, and an enchant for that build that's incredibly good, and then throw them together. And and then it, then step up from that would actually be influence helmet with meta enchant on it. Yeah, which would be yep. dummy expensive. For like bow and helmets and whatnot. So I assume you already have the correct enchant for your build, suit size small. Uh, yes, I actually had two correct enchants for my builds because <laughs> I had that problem where I just couldn't figure out what to play, so I kind of rerolled a bunch of times. And the two enchants <laughs> that I came across were one for the Holy Relic character, but before that, I got a Frost Bomb cooldown recovery enchant. So I did Archmage Frost Bomb for a couple of days there, okay. using. It was Hierophants, um, Full Mana, and... What was it? What's that? that? Pledge of Hands. So I was Bellico, Greater Spellico, Awakened Spell Cascade. One cast would drop four sets of Frost Bombs, and because of Awakened Spell Cascade, it would be that jump plus across the screen. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I just stack four of those, and it would just annihilate the screen. But unfortunately... The mana regen changes really suck, and the mana flask nerf really sucked. So while I had okay damage, I wasn't super tanky, despite having like eight nine k mana. So yeah, that was, that was that was still a very like it was one of those. This is an expensive build. It I could have spent this currency on something much a much better build, but it's, at least it's fun because it's something oddly satisfying about dropping frost bonds as a main skill and it's like oh this is working. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah, actually, you got Archmage working. That's it. I, I did. I, I well, actually, the reason Archmage works and the reason Frostbomb works, Frostbomb has a three hundred percent added effectiveness to it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah, that, that's going to give enough damage. Right. Yep, that'll fix it. Yeah, and I guess I probably should mention the reason the the cooldown enchant's important is because the time it takes for me to cast four times and with less duration and time for it explodes by all by the time all that's done, cooldowns back up right away with the enchant. So nice. just drop it, drop it, drop it, as long as I'm moving in between the explosions. That but sounds really cool. I, I just took that to Cirrus 5, and then I moved into my Holy Relic character, and that's just been going pretty smooth since then. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah. curious to hear more about different Archmage projects. I when I first saw the first nerfs in the patch notes, I was like, oh, it's it's possibly still gonna work. It's not gonna be like super good solo cell phone, but at top level investment, you'll still be able to get like reasonable defense and offense at the same time. But uh, from like the more I hear, the the more dead the, the support gem seems. I feel it's just really. Almost yeah. always better to do something else. With the Honestly, same for me, it's, it's just that mana region doesn't feel good anymore. Like, I have a lot of mana, and the damage seems like I could definitely get better, especially if I invest even more in getting flat mana on pieces, but it's just the region's not going to help. Hmm. I have all the mana and I have damage, but my recovery is a shot. <laughs> well, well, yeah, they, they, they got a recovery in so many places. I mean, you know. What was it? It's uh, Clarity got its... Um, it's... It was Arcane was it? No, it was Surge. Arcane Surge had yeah, yeah, Arcane Surge right? got screwed. Bonus screwed. It I used to Clarity provide like a same, flat but... region based on your max mana, right? And now it's... Now it's just increased mana region rate? Yeah, I think it was uh, based on... It was this percent... Or it was percent flat last time, but now it's percent increase. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, lost, it lost a lot of endgame power, but technically super early, like while you're leveling your first character, super buffed. Actually, Arcane Surgeon, like Act 1, is giving you like four or five times as much mana as it used to. And it just doesn't keep scaling at all. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so, yeah. yeah. It's, an, it's there to get you to level 18 where you put it in a different support gym. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even if you get all the, the notes from the tree, with Arcane Surge effect and... Uh... Oh, I was Hierophant with all the Arcane Surge effect. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, the famous GGG quadruple or quintuple nerf where they really crush down on an archetype or on a certain build from, from all different angles that they can come up with. That's how it feels sometimes. <laughs> that, that's why I switched over Holy Relic, where the only nerf was Support Gems, Basalt Flask, and the Empower Level 4 drop, and that was it. <laughs> Hmm. And how is that going? Oh, it's it's, it feels just as good as I played last league with a little bit less single target. Like, I'm still able to still walk through tier 16 maps with primarily mostly not caring. I'm still a little scared about physical damage because what I. Again? What? I missed, I missed it. What was it? The villain? Oh, so, someone it. Holy Relic. Oh, the Holy yeah, Relic. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you're using I, I Static have... Strike to proc it. Yeah. Because the Static Strike Pulse is synced equally to the um, Holy Relic internal cooldown for its Nova attack, so as long as I'm hitting things with Static Strike, being close enough, I'll just constantly pulse out. And you pick that over just Cyclone? Um, Cyclone slows you down when you start spinning. So I personally like Static Strike more because I was able to just left-click and keep moving normally around the Static Strike is the, the flat damage buff. Yeah, and it's a little grand with static track every now and then. I gotta stop and smack something and then just keep running. But mm -hmm. it feels, it's still, I still preferred it last league during, uh, throughout the entirety of um, Ultimatum, and still like it now. So it's been going pretty well. I'm working towards getting my latch, my latch, my last few watchstones, because I just gotta do the outer four regions and I'll be done. Um, yeah, single target is fine. <laughs> it's not good anymore, it's just fine now. I actually have to take time to fight bosses. Uh, defense is still pretty good. I'm running Divine Flesh and all that. 
uh, 6k HP, lots of life recovery rate due to Guardian and all that. So it's just going smooth. It's going smooth. I do love Divine Flesh as a thing. Good. A good excuse to get a bunch of Chaos Res. I, man, the two, the two things about that character are, one, Empower Level 4 is expensive. Now, that's half the character cost. It was nine exalts <laughs> for Empower <laughs> 4. Wow. Yeah, it, I, the I other knew part that was, they, they reduced the drop rate, but wow, that's a lot. I think it feels like they reduced the drop rate of just the gem itself and not just like corrupted versions. Because mm-hmm. I well, can't, I, mean, I don't even think I found enlightened and power or enhance. I found it's a single drop. enhance, the whole, the whole league. One enhance, that's it. Yeah, I haven't found a single one either, I think. Oh, I hate to be that guy, but I'm rich in gems. Sorry, I know nothing about builds farming though. Hey, I've gotten like uh, the green one and two red ones and one blue one. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> There's so many, you just don't know the names. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a lot. What build are you There's playing, lot, though? Slim, uh, slim, 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 gem. slim Jim? Uh, slim Jippery. I played Dervish at start, and then I hated myself, and then I swapped to Herald of Thunder, and I got uh, made, put the hat, buy the 10x hat, put the gem in, go boom, boom, kill everything, explosions, go fast. Things. Yeah. Do I need a lot yeah. of investment for Eld of Thunder? Nah. Yeah, 10x hat. Your 5 link body armor, 5 link weapon, farm till you get a 10x hat, and then that's it. You win. 10x hat? Alright. Yep. No, I, I, because I've, I, I think I got a Storm other? Secret uh, ring from Desire, yeah. Press the Press Desire, that's heist. name. You can get it from Heist, just do Gem Heist, you'll get it eventually. Gem Heist? If you like Heist. Yeah, Gem Heist. It just randomly shows up. It's like a Gem Heist gives there. you a unique helmet. Yeah, it just randomly shows up with the gems. Oh, I like how those little orby things show up sometimes. What? That's crazy. Hmm. Five to but eight yeah, levels like of the the gems. Oh, oh it's like yeah, it's, it's with it's the gems at the end. It's like an option. Yeah, because oh, right. it's, it's okay. not a replica unique or anything. Yeah. Is this the heist, heist unique? unique? Mm-hmm. Crazy. How likely am I going to see that if I do a bunch of blueprints, though? I yeah, don't know. I'm not Reddit, so I don't just get one and assume the drop rate. So I haven't done also, that. So I don't know. It's still 10x in standard, and it's not a very popular build. So I, I mean, found I, one of my viewers actually they intentionally went and farmed for that helmet. I think they bought like 30 blueprints and did them, and they got they it. Did get it somewhere? Yeah, they got it. And yeah. 30. I did. So yeah, somewhere in there they got it, and it's like, oh, that's. But I already had mine, so I just sold it. Wow. Apparently, uh, you could try and double crop it for a plus 12, but I don't know how that makes sense. For, like, the single Herald of Thunder. You get, like, two mods that are plus four each, but one of them overlaps? I have no idea. Someone was trying to explain it to me. It didn't make any sense, because I don't know how builds work. <laughs> Wait, but it says to level off socket to gems, so that also applies to empower. That's crazy. It's a one, it's socket, a one helmet? socket Yeah. Oh, it does only have one socket. Okay. Yep. I'm an idiot. I mean, it would apply to Empower, but it wouldn't really help you much. You could put Empower in there if you want, but it's, yeah, it's not going to do anything. Be a very high <laughs> level Empower, though. Portal in there. Yeah. Okay, so be- because when I think of, uh, of Herald of Thunder builds, I always think of builds that use the coming Calamity chess piece, which limits the Herald mana reservation, and that's apparently not how you do it at all anymore. 
No. I just steal builds off Po Ninja, so everything you just said made no sense to me. Hmm. It's still mm, it'll still function that way. But it's not good, not compared to that. That's that's more damage by a significant margin. And on the reservation of one link. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I have to look that's... into that. Because, I mean, I do have one of those Storm Secret rings, and I got Impulsa and got some other Wait, stuff. Maybe I could right? throw that together. Are you softcore now? What? Are you still a hardcore player? I'm, I'm HCSSF. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend a build that makes you constantly kill yourself. It's, you shouldn't play it. <laughs> Does it make yeah. you kill yourself? Yes, that's you're, the whole you're mechanic. You're constantly hurting yourself. That's the you're thing. Constantly just dying, and if the mob you fight is too much HP and you have a lot of damage, you'll just kill yourself. All right, but no, <laughs> actually, yo, no. Get two of those rings. Have a great time. You'll. No, oh. well, I mean, maybe I could just I use one you. of those rings, or yeah, you'll just play a good build. It's a glass cannon. Like, it is quite. A I glass don't have cannon. to worry about defensive nerfs if I don't have defenses. You can use you you can use like a plus four max res staff and stuff to uh, mitigate it a little. You can use a legion jewel to split it between energy shield and life. But like even that. when you go through that, mm -hmm. you're still hurting yourself a decent amount. I just ripped two ten way Maven encounter things. They were white, and I lost all six portals because <laughs> I just have no defenses. Yep, that's that's an issue. My Aurobot wasn't there. I need an Aurobot to not die. That's how great this build is. Good damage, not really. Not compared to bloody Valor talking about losing his 12 million damage deeps. I put my deeps into POB to check because I don't really use it to like, you know, it's yep. typically, I, I put it in, it says 16,000. I'm like, 16, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, not 1,000. Yeah, 16,000. That's 000. not, no, that's, yeah. you've, no, you no. don't know how to path a building. You're not doing 16,000 no, no, no. DPS. The Herald of Thunder wasn't, but my... Typically, when I put a build in, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds on brand. That's pretty accurate. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, you're not clearing white maps on 16,000. Hell of Thunder, I think it does like a million. <laughs> and if I, if I corrupt the helmet, it'll probably do more. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. That makes, that makes much more sense. The build I'm currently playing, I spent 60 exalts on and was wearing a headhunter, and you do more damage than I do. I mean, I have a Headhunter as well, but I don't have that in POB. Just get a 10x hat and put Herald of Thunder in two rings, and you got more damage than you've currently got, apparently. Yep. That's yep. all it takes, right? You don't have to do anything else to make builds work? Apparently, I, I need more damage, that's all. I don't have any life or defenses, though. So, you probably need those. You probably I don't think I was nearly immortal, actually. It's muted. Just saying. What's muted? Uh, boot size. Oh, broken microphone. But we didn't. He was moving his mouth, but nothing happened. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure whether he was trying to talk to us or whether he is. Uh... No, nope, still okay. not working. They tried to say something a couple, a little while ago, and uh, nothing came out. And I'm like, maybe they're just uh, chatting to someone else. But nope. I was get, I was wondering. Oh, suit size is a little bit silent. I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about nothing, my build. I, I, after dying a whole lot in the first uh, week or so because of the no logout challenge, I went back to Cold Dot and slowly but surely started progressing, unlocked my watchstones, uh, 
getting getting there and i made some super nice gloves with the plus two um aoe gems mod and the socket mm -hmm. gems deal 30 percent more damage over time uh sadly i didn't have the uh dot base right and so i'm missing the 18 percent increased damage over time on the implicit for the gloves but i hit them first try uh i sadly got a tier nine life like bottom tier life roll three to nine and I'm so, uh, but I guess it's better than nothing. I'm like, you know, we can still annul them once we get a replacement. And then the other day I picked up a um, item level 84 Sadist Garb and Delve. That was six socket. And I was like, ah, I'm going to keep that. And then crafted the 14 quality on. And then I crafted uh, the 28% quality from Hillock. And then I six-linked it in 229 fuse, which is ridiculous. Like, I haven't had a single chest piece not six-link in, uh, in within, like, 500. I think the first one I tried to link was in 12, and the second one took, like, four or 500. And then now this one, 229. Really happy cheating? with that. I don't know. If I, if I am, then I don't know. Maybe, maybe they secretly switched my client. On them? The, the most recent one was 42 quality, but the other ones well, were that's, just... Like, that's fine. The Impulsa was 28, that, that took only a couple hundred, and the Sadist Garp, I think, that a six-link first was only 20% quality. But that one was also, like, item level 71 or so. Like, I just, I, I tell I just you a got into maps, and I wanted to, to just five-link something. And then Can I, I tell you a horror link. story from a couple leagues ago? Yep. How many I thousand? wanted to... Huh? No, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the fusings. I was trying to put quality on, and I wanted 18%. So I kept clicking, said 16, 17, oh, no. 16, 17, and then I realized that I was using an X-Craft, and I burnt through, uh -huh. like, 8X before I noticed. Oh! Yeah. I knew as soon as you said it, you said the I number, just, I, no, I no. deleted the item, and I'm just like, cool, I'm going to play a different build, I just want to cry. <laughs> that is extremely painful. Ah. Oh, that, that hurts to even think about, that's so bad. Yep. Oh, no. Ah <laughs> oh, man, but yeah. So basically, I've been doing cold dot all the way. Oh yeah, I wanted to, to talk about how great my chess piece turned out because I hit it with one essence for the guaranteed top tier chaos, and I hit a tier one lightning resist and a tier two fire resist on the suffixes and two useless prefixes. So I did the same thing that I did with the gloves. Suffixes cannot be changed. Throw a veiled chaos on, and bam, the veiled chaos hit 89 life and like 65 mana, and the veiled prefix I unveiled in its ailment avoidance. And now I have a pretty decent six link chest piece with the. I mean, not nice. the best life really, and technically you'd have to still annul the mana so you can craft percentage life, but that's not going to happen, and pretty much any annul will break the item and make it significantly. Is it working again for me? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're back. We can hear you. Uh, that, that was, was weird. I don't know what broke. <laughs> I just changed everything until something happened. For me, it's sometimes <laughs> it's the NDI sources. NDI is this like uh, gateway with which you can uh, send things from one OBS to the other OBS between my streaming and my gaming PC. And sometimes it's just from one moment to the other grabs the wrong source and then it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So I some reason my voice activity apparently broke. And it wasn't picking up my mic anymore, so I decided to turn that off. Well, I'm glad we have you back. Uh, <laughs> Slippery Jim, quickly, though. Uh, you, you did uh, videos on your YouTube where you re-rolled Gwenon. Do you want to share any insights? 
uh, it's good, and if it costs more, then more chance at unique. I don't really. It's very simple things you can. It's the league. Have you been doing it? Yeah. You, you buy stuff. You turn your splinters into stuff. It's it, it's fairly basic. I don't know what possible gems I could share with you on the very simple league mechanic vendor lady. Oh, maybe you should. Oh maybe, yeah, like... do the regex thing. You know that regex thing, right? The little regex website thing? with the yeah. regex. Yeah. That's oh. insanely good. What? You go to this little website, uh, and you uh, you type, you click what uniques you want, and it gives you a little bit code, and you put it in the little filter ah. search thing at the bottom, and it highlights the the things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I tried you... to make a version of that ages ago for map mods. You could just tick reflect and everything you can't do, and I suck <laughs> at everything that I try to do, and I failed. So I definitely didn't DM the person who made that Gwenanin thing and ask if they could do one for map mods, and they did. So there's one for that as well. Although I don't think they've advertised it anywhere, and I don't know if I'm allowed to share it, but I will. Just ask me. <laughs> just right it. now. <laughs> awesome. Yep, let's do it. But I found that, especially in the Gwenon search window, you're limited to so few characters, you can't really, in, like, you can't really include all the how bases many, that you'd want. How many bases are you trying to get? I don't what, know. You're, you're an SSF. What do you need? What do you want? Everything. I well, want it all. Just buy everything. Just just hit the hit the thing and buy the. I, entire I, thing. I usually I usually hover over the basis and and I and decide whether I want it because sometimes I also don't want something because it's a good base for a unique, but because I want that specific base because it's like item level eighty four titanium spirit shield, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I get this and it will become influenced because sometimes she gives you things that are randomly influenced. Sometimes you get, she gives you things that are randomly rolled or. Yep. Have you ever gotten anything actually decent? Yeah, I've, I've gotten... I think I've gotten an eye-level... I don't know what it was. I got an, an, oh, right, an Elder Valrigar. Which is useful in SSF. <laughs> yeah, basically that. Basically that. That's no, because I, I always like to um, have one or two tabs where future characters come together, right? And so I had a Valrigalia that happened to roll like 500... 50 plus energy shield and was an elder base and then i just put it into my es stash where i also have a pair of sorcerer gloves with almost 220 es if divine perfectly and slowly but surely we're gonna get it get a ci character together i guess although ci is a lot more scary than it used to be without ailment avoidance because you don't you don't get the ailment stuff from the flask. yeah that's actually going to be rough. I haven't made a CI character yet. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. <laughs> Ugh. Like, I'm getting by okay on life builds, even without... I'm just, I'm just not getting ailment immune, mostly. Yeah, and I'll just have the flasks that uh, like, go I'll off get, on them. I'll get some... Like, I'll get, like, some, like, 50%-ish reduction to duration. And I'll just, like, have an anti-freeze flask. I and then... Personally, just mm. been trying to get Rin boots. Just heart, cannot be frozen boots, and that's it. Hmm. Oh yeah, that I guess technically well. our league started as something that was CI, but that was different because the character was immune to everything, so it didn't count. <laughs> did we all have a day where we just wanted to quit the league? Is it? Do you hit a wall and you just wanted out? No. 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 I say nothing. No, I only no. have that in the Royale. Uh, oh, because you, you can do Royale still. That must be nice. <laughs> it's it's completely impossible down there. Uh, it doesn't. We don't have a gateway anymore. What? They don't have any gateway. They put us in Texas. What? Why? Why? Wait. Why? Uh, I, 
I don't know, but they just we're just in Texas. When they merged all the servers, Australia went to Texas. If you want to play, it's like a 180 ping. You can't do it. Have you tried the Auckland server? Yeah, it doesn't exist. It goes to Texas. Yeah, yeah. You don't get games on the server that you're logged in, but it, it automatically yeah. pulls you to one of the yeah. other gateways. Like, instead it's of putting us and New Zealand and Singapore together on one server, which is what I thought was going to happen. They put you all to no. Texas. They just we're all go we all go to Texas. Uh, okay, so as, I guess as, I just don't play <laughs> Battle Royale at all. Like uh, as a person who's in Texas playing on the Texas server, the Texas server doesn't work. <laughs> oh god! All right, so it's like that's going to be even game. worse from here. <laughs> but yeah, nope, so yeah, that's 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 how it is. We just don't get to play. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean. It could be unfortunate. Honestly, I've been having a worse and worse time in the real. As people progressively get better, I just progressively realize that I suck at that game mode, and that it's 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 too RNG for me. I I know it's kind of a pussy move out to to blame RNG and to be like ah, but honestly, I just if you guys don't mind, we can quickly talk about it real quick. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, I'm even worse than you. I haven't played it, and I will never play it because I know I'm shit, and I don't need that reinforced by other people. <laughs> I yeah. similar boat. I don't play. I'm not a competitive person, and like the BR curse of did I have a good start? Is it better than anyone else's? At least in like other BR games, you could just like run around with a pan and ruin people's games. I don't know if you can necessarily do that in PoE. It, like, there's it, no troll skill, right? It's well, you get a movement skill, then you then... Unless you're going to play, like, Lighty <laughs> in that, like, event they did and just hide behind a rock and somehow secure, like, 10th place or something. <laughs> <laughs> just hide. It's fine. But nah. nah. I, I was enjoying it, but now that I can't actually play it, I, whatever. I just forget that that mode exists, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's it's just... I feel like I'm not getting anything done. Although I, the other week I did get a win, but that was off stream. But I, I, other than that, I had a win on the first weekend. And uh, whenever I play it on stream, it just becomes a shit fest of me like starting and not getting. Well, I, I start Molten Strike, then I don't get weapon upgrades, and then I die to monsters or something else. And then next round, I'll get a plus one fire wand and a plus one. Uh, or a plus one fire dagger, or a plus one fire scepter, and I'm like, yes, let's let's do some rolling magma or something. I open three boxes, I get Viper Strike, Cobra Lash, Heavy Strike, and Cleave, or something like that. And then I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> he just it it just feels so bad that it, I never get the things coming together nicely. But again, I feel other people have really good success rates at it, so it's kind of a cheap way out to blame RNG. You gotta make it work with what you get, I, I suppose. But uh, also the fact that that movement skills are just so OP, and you can't really disengage someone when they have a movement skill and you don't have one feels rather yeah. bad because the whole game is sort of a decision-making game where you have to pick your fights. Because a lot of times when you get to the PvP part of things, it's not really an evenly matched PvP setup, but it's actually either you, you you should know from the start is this someone i can beat in terms of level and gear or is this someone i should run away from but if they have a movement skill and you don't have one that's not a choice you can make 
You sound yeah. like a gazelle in Africa running away from a cheetah. It's just not fair. Mm, that's not pretty much that's pretty much how I feel all the time. Yeah, sucks to suck. <laughs> I mean, good on you for playing it. I I try. I I'll give it some some shots. But uh, I guess you guys don't have too many thoughts on on the Royale then, if you don't play it. Uh... Now we're babies. I got nothing. Props to them for adding it at least and trying to keep up with it. Unfortunately, yeah, it was very very fun. Though. I will play it again if I ever get an Australian server back. I had a lot of fun. It's definitely it definitely keeps you occupied for a couple of hours, and it can be fun to focus on the positives. Mm. I just realized we're already quite some time into the podcast. Should we talk a little bit? We run. <laughs> go ahead. Speed run. Go go go. <laughs> we we've done a successful introduction and small talk round. Should we uh, talk a little bit about the uh, podcast? Chris Wilson was on the Bake Last episode just a couple of days ago. Did you guys watch it? Watched yeah. it twice because I had to take notes the second time. Oh yeah, same, okay. same. First one was too rough to take notes because I couldn't pause it during the live broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Can I share uh, my meme? Oh, I gotta go find it. One sec. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we're a meme-friendly <laughs> stream. Towards the end of the podcast as well, I had just gotten vaccinated and I started like feeling something start like pu- like building up inside me. It's like, oh, this feels weird. I was kind of out of it, and then the next day I was like full blown like fever and headache. I'm like. Out. Well, I guess I can't watch the podcast yet. <laughs> so I give that like another day before I actually had to take notes on it. Well, but you do feel better now, I hope. Yeah, it seems everything has subsided. I'll let you know what happens if I sneeze and if I fall over again. Bigger, <laughs> that's my meme. Anyway, that's a yep. Uh, no, oh. it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the part where he like read out everything that was like in a behind the scenes document, not at all ever guaranteed to go into the game, and then everyone took it for gospel. Looking forward to that shit show eventually. Oh, that'll that'll be hilarious. He oh, did yeah. several times explain that like this was not set. Yeah, but no but one will remember that. We won't remember that part. Okay, tiny real quick. Has everyone seen the rap? The rap. Yeah. Oh, the, oh. The, the, the edited it's the thing. music, the song someone made. It was made. so yeah. good. It's pretty good. That was gold. That was hilarious. For like a one-day job, too. Like, he had like, a, it was like a one-day turnaround, and then here's a rap, and it was hilarious. I just, uh, I just had, I just had to make sure everyone had heard that. If you haven't, I will, I will link it. Just in case for later. Yeah, we had it in the chat earlier, but I can't go back that far. So if you could link it again for uh, our friend, our friends in chat. Um, but yeah, well, let's start with uh, Chris goes on the podcast and says that it's a uh, a kind of emergency podcast situation. Do you guys perceive the the current situation as emergency? Is there enough reason to believe there's an emergency it's just sub if you think the reddit matters uh it's just a subreddit full of crazy people screaming and that's an emergency in their eyes i don't think they give a sh- well, 
For me, I feel, I feel like it's hard to ignore the 30% revenue loss. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they're saying Reddit, but it's not like... Like, if Reddit was really upset, but their numbers were up, they mm-hmm, wouldn't fine. be upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas the, the Reddit response is actually reflected in the player numbers and their revenue. So, emergency like a tough seems fair. Way, a tough way for them to act, because if they, like... Said immediately, if they did a press release or whatever immediately, then they'd seem like Reddit get their way. Whereas if they took their time and then went on a podcast, I think they handled it, handled it quite well. Yeah, hmm. that's fair. It's just it's it, obviously come coming from Chris admitting that it is a sort of emergency situation. Um, just really puts things into perspective for me because before that, I wasn't really so sure. Sure, we had uh, a lot of people pointing out that numbers weren't looking great on Steam, but then Steam numbers are only, to a certain extent, representative of the entire community, the same way that the Reddit drama is only representative of the community to a certain extent. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to extrapolate that to the entire player population. And I felt that a lot of people were actually having good fun in the league. Um, a lot of people still are. Yep. Yeah, I think. And how many dramas have you witnessed? Uh, too many. Like, how Uh, many uh, Chris Wilson has ruined the game dramas have you witnessed? And then he does like a single thing, and everyone goes, "Oh my god, he 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 loves his game. He's never going to burn it to the ground." It's like constant, just like this. It's like every second league. Yeah. Nowadays, for sure. If you think everything's going to hell, it either will or it won't. And it probably won't because Chris likes the game and probably money. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's doing it for money. He's doing it because he wants to make the game that he wants to make. Which is fine. It's, it'll be fine. If you really want to use like some catastrophe as a reason to stop playing a game you're addicted to, do it. It's fine. The game will be fine. <laughs> you can come back later. Doesn't matter. Why, why, why all the angriness? Makes no sense. Yeah, and that's that's really the way that I've been looking at it, is like that a lot of the people who have been outraging are just victims of having played the game maybe a little bit too much in the last year or so. Not only seeing that Path of Exile is a very addictive game, and a lot of people do play a lot more than they should, um, especially people who are not, you know content creators necessarily, but people who just really play it for their enjoyment and use it to as a sort of escape from their real life and uh, as a way to not deal with things that they should be dealing with. That's one factor, right? And then on top of that, we've been having this global uh, situation with, uh, with uh, the stuff that we've all been engaged about that you're not supposed to talk on YouTube. If you're um, the, oh, the stuff that, that's supposed to get us all vaccinated or that, that we all, all get that. vaccinated oh. for. Oh, you care about monetization, right? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I just heard terrible, terrible things that happened to the algorithm of people who say the P word in there, or even the, the P C word. What's the P word? Really? <laughs> I'm going to need someone to DM that to me. I have no idea what it, you're talking about. The word global usually goes before it. <laughs> oh, right. You want me to demonetize this video then? <laughs> you, you actual special person. I, I thought the... you meant penis. I was so confused. <laughs> You're definitely allowed to say penis. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't think that hurts you that much. <laughs> it doesn't uh, at all. You monetize for way worse stuff. 
That's that's nothing. What the hell? Yeah, global penis. Well, anyway, <laughs> but we've problem. all been locked inside for more than we want to, and slowly things, at least in some countries, are opening up again, despite numbers being, uh, you know, con <coughs> like uh, questionable at best. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, especially during this last year, we've all been stuck inside more than we probably like, and any reason to get away from the PC and do something else is a welcome reason. So I think a lot of people are more happy and willing to jump to the conclusion that PoE is a dying ship that they need to abandon than they would normally be. And that's that's the feeling that I had going into the, the whole podcast thing. But then with uh, Chris admitting that they lost a significant part of their revenue and that people are really very upset, um, that, that put things into perspective for me. And made me listen with more open ears to some of the feedback. It, it was certainly a little hard for me because before the podcast, it was hard because I personally enjoy the game this league far more than any league we've had in the past two years. Like the yep. difficulty getting ramped up like that and, and tools getting taken away from us was like a sweet breath of air. To someone who's been suffocating, it is fantastic, and, and so it's very people... hard. It's very hard right. for me to like get in the mind frame of people who don't enjoy that because it's like mm. the the game suddenly got way better, and everyone's like, "Oh, I hate this," and so that was yeah, really hard to sort of get. And I guess I get it a lot more now that the podcast is over. Like I understand more where other people are coming from. But I mean, I yeah. still personally like it this way more. But yeah, I was going to say that there's some people in my Discord who are very, very angry at the game ever since Harvest went away, and I never understood that. But now that Chris talked about hard mode for seven years or something, and I've never experienced something I've wanted to play so much in my entire life, having him described it, I understand how those Harvest players feel now, I guess. I just want it. Mm. Just give me hard mode. Just give me hard mode. I just quit. Just quit everything. Stop streaming. Play hard mode. Hey, you want to play hard streaming. mode? Uh, no? I will be playing hard mode for sure. Yeah. Um, not on league starts and whatnot because I wouldn't give Why up not? my like, trade league start. That's <laughs> that's something. But but I'd definitely give it a go for sure. I'll be playing. I'll be probably be playing it most leagues when it comes out, just towards the end of the league. Is lab different in SSF compared to not SSF? What do you no. mean it's different? Is it, is it a different layout? No, no, you always have the same uh, lab layout in all leagues. I want there to be a different lab, or just delete lab in hard mode. Or make a different one so Suicide <laughs> has to play hard mode lab every day as well. Ha, <laughs> you just want Suicide to have another lab to run on the daily reset. That would not be uh, very... Uh -oh. I mean, what would if you I like told to... you that Suicide's mic is not working again? Oh no! This is great. An I mean, it's not animate, it's terrible. Animate all of your thoughts with your. <laughs> Hold on, that's the webcam microphone. Let me switch back to see if it works. Oh. It doesn't. Nope. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> really? Yep. What? Oh, what was that? I, we heard Web really webcam microphone podcast. It is that. <laughs> Maybe it's just your sensitivity settings or something. Might have to go push to talk. Because we're getting like bits every now and then yeah 
But no, a really important thing <laughs> about the, the hard mode is that I think Chris brought that up for a reason. And the reason is obviously to make sure that at the moment they're trying to catering to too big a population of players. They cast a really wide net and they started alienating the hardcore ARPG audience or at the very core. And they were trying to go back a little bit with the changes and combat power creep. But a lot of the people who enjoyed a more zoomy Path of Exile, a more challenge-free Path of Exile that you can uh, mindlessly out maps and run through and explode screens and pick up loot, um, have been uh, not, so, not so happy about changes, about the direction of changes currently. So by saying that the hard mode is going to be a thing, Chris can assure the players that there will be a place for them if they enjoy a more challenging version of PoE, while at the same time making sure that the casual crowd who doesn't want additional challenge in the game, who actually wants the game to return to how it was in one of the pre previous patches, that, that they are not going to get impacted that heavily in the future by, um, by wanting to cater to, to sort of both ends how of the spectrum. How would you feel if they took the Chinese version and put it out here and called it baby mode? So then you've got middle ground, and then you've got super easy with loot pets and on auction house, and then you've got hard mode, and you can just pick your poison. You can call them normal, and then cruel can be the one we currently have, and then merciless. What? That's like a good point, Balor. That was horrible. Oh, I heard something. What? what? Quick, quick microphone check. Everything good? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're here. I just yeah. I, my voice activity is turned off, but I don't know. Um, just don't stop talking. Well, that's gonna be hard. <laughs> so, uh, with with Sorry, all go. the the troubles, I, I'm just gonna throw it back to you. But like, just to put it into context, where do you stand on the current pa uh, difficulty of Path of Exile? Are you enjoying being slowed down a little bit, having more meaningful decisions early on in the game, and struggling more at the top end to get the builds to the point where you have good defense or offense, or are you um, mourning some of the power loss from the previous leagues? Uh, I'm, I'm currently in mixed bag right now because I am in... My league start was rough because my previous lab runner doesn't work anymore, so that was that always doesn't feel good. But when I did get a different lab runner and it's working totally fine, I was like, okay, this is still fine. But in terms of the difficulty, um, I enjoy... I'm, I'm still having fun with the game, but my concern that I had... With them slowing down the pace of the game, kind of came in fruition where I'm fine if they want us to take more time to kill harder things, but you need to make sure if something's going to one-tap us that we can actually deal with that. Mm. Because well, we can even it, see it. <laughs> yes, that is the problem that I have, is that yes, you want time, increasing our time to kill something is fine, but you also have to increase the time it takes for them to kill us. Because if you want us to take thirty, like a long time to fight this rare, but at, in any point of that long fight, the rare can, in a fraction of a second, just one-tap you. That's not okay. I, I really don't like that. I'm on, and, I'm on board with that. But yeah, like, I, does that happen rare. because you're doing 100% delirious maps, or you've opened every single type of runic thing? Or I don't think I've done a normal rare map that isn't you know, triple added damage that I had a rare that encountered, like, that would one-shot me. I mean, apart from my glass cannon build that falls over and everything, but, like... I had a moment just... where uh, I fought one of those big crabs in Harvest. It was the only rare. 
but because it had sub fizz, it just one tap me with an auto attack. Yep. Those runic archers, even if they have no mobs on them, if you're in a mob map with just like a single damage mod, they can one tap like an 8k health. <laughs> Thing. They can off-screen you. I learned yeah, that. <laughs> and they can do it from, from so far away, you literally like, don't oh. even know they exist. And, and you're like, and, wait, and what? <laughs> oh my god. I actually have here written in my notes where it's that whole discussion of it's not okay for a player to off-screen a mob because that's not engaging gameplay, and yet the mob does that to us. I was just yep. going to bring that up. They probably, so they're like, not trying to make the game come down to, like, a 30-second boss fight. and they're, they're, not gonna, they're not trying to push it back all the way to the what PoE used to be like. They are just doing exactly what you said of they don't want you to off-screen stuff. But the fact that shit off-screens you is, yes, they should fix that. Get rid of that crap. It's just, I'm okay if they don't want us off-screen stuff. I'm okay if they want us to slow us down. But you have to slow down with us, then. Yeah. You gotta, you, we, you gotta do something about the like, mob's reaction time damage spikes. Yeah, I... I... I'm kind of divided on that because I see that sentiment expressed a lot by people where they're like, well, you, you just took away like so much from our damage. Why are you not making monsters easier or why are you not making equipment e easier to accomplish? And on the one hand, I'm like, well, I mean, the idea of nerfing something is that there is a different balance state. Otherwise, if the players just get the power back in terms of in forms of monster oh. nerfs or in forms of buffs through through item acquisition, then obviously th there is no point in nerfing the players. Yes, no, but no. On the other hand, yeah. is like when you expect the player to have engaging combat with the monster, then you also have to sort of make the monster approach the player with like something that they Honestly, can counter. Yeah, I want to be able to engage the monster. I don't want to walk up you... and start hitting things like 50 times and then it just turns around and backhands me into oblivion. It's like, no, okay, well. Not I to assume, but you probably got one shot by a rare in a harvest in a high tier map, right? Compared to it a low a tier, tier 15. map. Your build needs to be like farming T7s like me or T3s even. <laughs> that's, where yeah, that's where your defenses rough. are at. You gotta get like billions of mitigation to T16s. That's what Chris can't even get to T16s. That's why it's all scaled like that. <laughs> that's your ethical, ethical gameplay right there. Now, I think tier 16s are not the problem, but like Harvest and tier 16s, that's a different yeah, story. It, Those Harvest monsters are. Uh, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, I, that's I, the whole, I, like, I don't think there was a damage mod on the map. It was just that one rare by itself had sub fizz. I'm like, oh, I didn't think that all attack was gonna kill me, but it did. It feels like pa uh, like patch release Bar uh, Baron mobs, where it's like mm -hmm. the spectral or the uh, projectile attack was hitting like, um, it was at the time the Aurobot Guardians who had like 20k ES would get hit for 11k, and it's like, wait, that's a white mob. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's an Aurobot getting destroyed. Yeah. It's just, mm, I, I don't know. Overall... Overall, I'm still super happy with the balance, but I do want one-shots to stop, especially just one-shots yeah. from off-screen. It's, it's actually even mostly the off-screen stuff. I don't mind if something can one-shot me. As long as I can see it and I have a chance to attempt yeah. to dodge that it's, thing. It's the difference between That's, an Azaro two-handed slam one-shotting you and him just bopping you. Yeah, like if, if I can see the thing attacking me and it's got a wind-up animation and I don't dodge it, that's fine. If it kills me, it's fine. Like, too bad, should have seen it, should have played better. But when it shoots you from off screen, that's, that's where I'm like, ah, mm, please no. Uh, to, to be fair, though, I, I feel like historically over the course of the last couple of years, they've been, they've been cracking down on the things that 
can one-shot you uh, a lot. I mean, there, there's not that many anymore in the game as they used to be with back in the day when you had a rare reflect, for example, right? The reflect aura, and you just, as a bow character, <laughs> you just off-screen eh. yourself like two screens away. Now, of course, there's still the, the spear guys from Legion that technically can off-screen you a little bit and and some things here and there but on the whole i feel like most people who come to me and complain about one shots especially when i actually get to see a clip i, I don't really feel like people getting traditionally one shot a lot a lot of the times it's just people making bad calls and getting bursted down but i don't know i have i've, I've not seen like a legit one shot that was not deserved in a long time personally Although they probably still exist. If they're playing hardcore, they deserve it. <laughs> it's, it's just that there's something just not satisfying about you're just like doing an expedition, everything's fine. And then you blink and then your character's falling over and it's like, what just happened? Yeah. No, I mean, you should always... that. I agree. You should always have a clear idea of what you could have done better in that situation. What he could have done in order to death log, it. please. I'm not sure that will solve a lot of problems, but I mean, in a perfect world Warn with her. a perfect implementation, it would be great to have one. But I don't think it's worth the extreme amount of resources that a feature like that would take, both on the implementation and on the performance side. It would have to be very well implemented, which would make it very hard to implement. Or the other way around, it would be a big toll on. That's just what they tell us, though. True. I mean, I could just give it a is reasonable. EDG shit UI version, and we, it'd be better than nothing. It's reasonable Not to that assume that keeping shit. track of like thousands of of damage stats uh, over minutes potentially. Well, well not, not minutes, minutes but just like make it almost like a minute. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you've got a dot on you and you got hit by a really big hit, and then the dot is all the little tiny dot hits are just like your entire thing and the death log, the thing that actually killed you is off the screen. Yeah, I could see that being a bad problem. Not good, no work, hard to code, etc. <laughs> you know what we need is more loot boxes. That's, that's what the dev time should be on. The two well, things that I took away from that was uh, they could have talked about loot boxes less and they could have talked about hard mode less. As much as I was excited to hear yeah. about hard mode, sweet Jesus, did he mention that a lot. Honestly, I thought, I thought hard mode had a place to be in there because, like I said earlier, hard mode reassures the, the casual crowd that there needs to there doesn't need to be that many changes to cater to the true-to-the-core hardcore ARPG audience over, like, yeah, that, that if they want to slow the game down or if, if there's people who enjoy a slower version of the game that they have a place to be in rather than the main game. It's almost um, like hard mode is the only thing he knew for certain, because he was reading from that devlog where anything in there could come or could not come at all, but he knew for a fact that yeah, they're not going to slow the main game down because that's going to be hard mode, so he just kept tangenting to it because it's the only thing he seemed to actually know it, it, for sure. Because he was like personally he was working excited. on it. Yeah. yeah. It was like his he little does, baby project. He's abandoning so. PoE. He's going to hard mode now. New game. New game plus. <laughs> oh, it's going to be sweet. It like, does it's seem... good that he was excited was... about it, but it yeah, was just the incorrect time to go on about it that much, I think. But What's... otherwise, I mean, it was mostly great. What's your favorite league, Bella? 
Uh, Out of all the leagues so far. All the Breach? leagues in the last... Oh, okay. Like, I really liked... I really liked Bestiary because of, like, the specific target farming, and any chance I get, I'll bring up Bestiary because I really liked it. That's Chris during that podcast. He really likes hard mode. He doesn't give a shit what questions you ask him. He wants to talk about the thing he's been playing for the last month or three <laughs> months, which is hard mode, and it's going to be great, and it's coming out next patch, apparently, hard mode. Hard mode loot boxes? Ooh, that'd be good. But I'm not going to tangent it. You, you do a thing, and then I'll segue. Go ahead. <laughs> like, my well, entire life size... exists around... <laughs> It's like, my existence is entirely here to remind players that Lev exists. That's fine. <laughs> That's good. At least you know what you want to do, and you're good at it, and you keep doing it. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, what is your oh, favorite? I'll keep doing it until it gets removed. What's your favorite the last league? My, my favorite league? Yeah, because uh, Slippery Jim just asked that question. I thought it would be fun to have an answer from everyone. It's, it's um, Hmm. Well, well Lab is not a league. Lab is not. He unfortunately, is not. unfortunately for players, Lab is not a league. Because <laughs> you have to do it while you're doing the acts. Um, it's it's a toss-up. I really, I did really enjoy Breach, but I am also one of those Harvest players because Harvest was the league that got me to craft. Up until <laughs> Harvest, I had always bought my items. And after Harvest, I bought my items. But that little period in Harvest, I was actually making stuff. So I have to give Harvest that. What? what do you think the thing is that they barely talked about where they're like, yeah, we're going to bring back deterministic crafting, but not as strong as Harvest? What do you, what, how, how? And give me it. Anyway. Oh, I, yeah. That, I get that they don't want deterministic crafting. Uh, well, I, I feel like I should phrase. Uh, uh, I guess, pump, state my position of, I really enjoyed Harvest, but I absolutely understand why I got removed, and I was not upset that I got removed. I miss it, but I I get why they took it away because I was sitting there with a like explode flat crit tri res tier one life body armor. I was like, yeah, I see why they don't want this around. But I get the uh, issue. I might this this is gonna might get me roasted, but I the reason I enjoyed Harvest so much is because every other crafting part of the game is not crafting to me. Every other part of the game is just rolling the dice. It doesn't feel like I'm making my way towards a good item. It feels like I'm just throwing it out to see what happens until something until I get something. That depends really on what kind of item. Game. It depends on what kind of item you're crafting. I mean, there are still things that you Flush can more or jewels. less do deterministically. That's interesting because I craft items every league. Every league before Harvest, every league since Harvest. I still craft. I know I can deterministically get exactly what I need on an item. Uh, I know every I'll probably make a profit. I know I'll probably make a profit while doing it. And I do know also that Harvest was my least favorite league that's ever existed because it wasn't crafting. It was literally just importing a piece of gear that I created in Path of Building. It was what no... even is crafting? Have you ever played Minecraft? You just put it in a little thing and it comes out the same every time. You're like, going to say that no enchanting question. is crafting? Because that's what PoE has apparently. Not lab enchanting, but like Minecraft enchanting. I, put thing, I, I, press button. I will, op- I will openly admit, because I didn't craft before Harvest, I'm probably very, not, very much not really knowledgeable in most aspects of crafting. The, the, the closest thing I've done to like proper crafting is making my Holy Relic weapon where it was an alt spam, regal, uh, remove mods, multi mod. That's about as far it gets for me because 
I've never really invested into... The only time I invested into actually, like, um... I guess, like, Maven Orbing, Double Influence, Awaken Orbing was during Harvest and a little bit after, but I've slowly fallen off that. Because it just... That, though, I guess... That, I mean, there's so many reasons why I have problems with crafting. It, it just... I don't know where to start. <laughs> crafting before I don't know where to start. Harvest. But I, I, I guess I just... Admitting the fact that I'm probably not knowledgeable in the finer aspects of actually, like, crafting really, really good but specific items. There's just overall problems I have with, I guess, starting the process of how much currency am I going to need? How many times am I going to have to start over is also something I always think about and I hate. Yeah. Yeah, no, but you are familiar with the, the plus three bows, which you could make fairly deterministically before Harvest, for example, and the plus three fire staff and, and that sort of stuff. Because that was like deterministic crafting that wasn't yeah. Path of Exile before Harvest. And that sort of crafting is still in the game also without Harvest. I mean, what I talked about a little bit in the beginning is the, the pair of gloves that I made for my character, which I'm sure you all know that you can get socketed gems deal 30% more damage over time with an essence of, I think it's delirium mm -hmm. on the gloves. And so I just put those that on the gloves and I had a free prefix and the mod itself is a suffix and I had a good resist with it. So then you can do meta mod suffixes cannot be changed. And I used a Veiled Chaos Orb because those happen to respect meta mods. And so they wouldn't re-roll the two prefixes that I locked, uh, the pre two suffixes. But it could have rolled a new suffix. But I, I was lucky and I got a Veiled Prefix and I got the Tier 9 Life Mod, which was shit. Because it blocked any better Life Mod that I could have crafted. But uh, it, it allowed me to guarantee a Veiled Mod together with the Socketed Gem Steal 30% more damage over time. And that, that one, I think, is fairly deterministic. I mean, it's not guaranteed that you get the exact Veiled prefix that you want. But even if you fail that, you could still craft the plus one AoE gems from the bench uh, instead of having the plus two, which is the unveiled version of the same craft. Or you if could, you, you know, suffix game, lock again and, and try that again. If you are new to the game and there's no wiki and there's no content creators and there's no videos and there's nothing, would you call the crafting in the game crafting? Would you like not knowing anything about how anything Seems works, not knowing how any of the hold down alt thing works? Is it crafting in your eyes or is it RNG bullshit gambling? Yeah, that's basically the point I'm trying oh, to is make is that if you three? if you don't know your way around the different options that you have, then it can feel like it's a, a giant black box of gambling. But if you know your way Compared around, then you see that harvest. there's a lot of deterministic things going on. And the job that Harvest did well is that it laid out for the average player who does not have an in-depth understanding of the different crafting mechanics in Path of Exile and how they potentially can interact. It laid out a path to good items for them where they were like, okay, I understand. I need this, this, and this, and I use it in a sequence, and then I'll have my good item. Whereas for the average item in Path of Exile that you could still deterministically craft without Harvest, that laid out path doesn't exist. That laid out path is much, much harder to, to figure out for someone who doesn't engage with the community, with the wiki, and with content creators. So here's the, the thing, though. If you don't engage with doing any research at all about how to craft really good items, then you don't deserve them, and you weren't is trying to fossils, get them to begin with. Is using fossils crafting? 
I mean, it's gambling. usually the it's usually the start of crafting. Like if you're doing fossils or something, you'll do that to um get like the base suffixes or the base prefixes you're after. And then now, now what we do now what we do is we either fossil or essence or something to start with, and then there's some harvest crafting involved, and then maybe there's veiled, maybe there's Ashling, maybe there's like we're using all the systems now. We're consistently using all the systems. Well, I, before we segue, I, I, I do agree with what both Bear and Catmaster are saying, because that is the perspective where I'm approaching where I just don't, I didn't, Harvest was a nice, like, oh, I see what I'm supposed to do. I can figure this out on my own. But outside of that, I am admittedly in that area of what the hell do I do with these two veiled orbs I have? I didn't, I didn't actually know that veiled orbs respected cannot uh, change prefixes or suffix mods. I just didn't know that. So I 100% agree with you guys where on that front of there is a significant amount of knowledge that you need and without it, it just looks like this mountain of what am I supposed to do? Yep. I don't know how to change that, of, or I don't really know what the current way around that would be. So There's a lot of misinformation as well from people who think that having an advantage over other people is fun, or like they take, they take trading and gaining currency as the PvP that they can't do because they're shit at PvP, and then they like <laughs> spread misinformation and downvote things of like, here's a new craft, the recipe on Reddit, they'll downvote it because like, oh, I have an advantage now, because I'm a it also oh, man. <laughs> strongly I... changed people's expectations of what a good item is. Like people, mm. people are now expecting, you know, three, uh, three like influence roles on a single item, and and they're like, oh, that's only okay because it doesn't have an eighty life roll to go with it, and like that's disgusting. Like the idea of a good item is like one influence roll and like two res rolls and a life roll and now that's a really good item like but people are expecting like disgustingly good items just to be handed to them it doesn't make any sense my shitty segue was going to be that fossil crafting is like buying an outfit off ebay and then crafting something with uh like normal methods is like making your own cosplay that's my shitty segue because there you go, you know, see, that's, that's the analogy is, you know how to make cosplay stuff, and Bala knows how to craft. That's the same thing, just different mediums. And I don't know how to do either. That, that's a good point. At everything I do. Yeah. I mean, if I look at Suitsai Small's cosplays, I'm also like, okay, I, I, I'm a no-bit yeah, crafter. Yeah, how do you I stop even, I, yeah, I know. You know, How do you, get, how yeah. you, you get break down base? that goal into little achievable put the, things? Put the quality on it? <laughs> Slam it a couple of times? Who knows? Yeah, I'm actually that's actually kind of a good analogy. I'm actually kind of trying to make a comparison between the two in my mind about how to get started. I guess the oh, I guess a pro a problem for me whenever I get like start with the costume is I kind of break down what I'm looking at. But you can't really do it with an item, can you? It's like this item yeah. has this stuff on it. How do I get that stuff? It's like hmm. Well, that's an influence yeah. mod. That's fine. Those are res as well. Those reses are going to be completely random. That's a life roll. What type of life roll is that? Is that a hybrid life roll? Is that a regular? Life? Yeah, I guess. Break it down, but, RNG. I'm sure you have 
natural fuck-ups while cosplaying stuff, and you're just like, oh, that's a feature now. Yeah, it's battle-worn. I didn't slip a coffee on oh, the... Oh, yeah, when that, well, whenever I went to Exocon, the Alva hat got fucked up, so I was like, well, it's kind of with that. We have we have literally the perfect example of what I was just talking about. From, All right, from chat is there's a really disgustingly good helmet, like like really good, like one mod off being perfect, and the the person's like, but now I just have to randomly throw currency at it, and it's random because I can't get this one last mod on an item that already has five really good mods. But no, we're after six, otherwise it's a garbage helmet. But that's not that that yeah, thought that's, process that's- only exists because Harvest did. It it shouldn't. Yeah. That's already disgustingly good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. That's that's kind of why I remember. That's why I said like, yeah, I I get why harvest shouldn't exist because I have that really dumb body armor that I made during that game, during harvest. Yeah, people just want to they want to input items that they would build in Path of Building to the game. But that's if you want to do that, you still can. Yeah. By the way, you can still make all those disgusting items. Like, you can yeah. still make double elevated quad influenced movement speed cannot be frozen boots. It's just going to cost you like 70 or 80x to even craft them. But they can be reliably made. If I have the money sitting there, I could just print 10 pairs of them today. Like, like you can still do all of that stuff deterministic. Outside of Harvest? That- or do you rely on, on TFT crafts no, being use, offered? You use Harvest. Okay. Nah, the the biggest issue is I wish I could save all of my crafts. I don't see why there should be a reason for a 10 limit. That's my yeah, biggest yeah. issue with the new Harvest. If you're going to nerf oh, it yeah, the way 15. it is, I think it's great now. But you should absolutely be able to save all of them so that a casual, because I'll just buy everything I need off TFT yeah, on so. one day. But a casual should be able to save them for the week or two that they're playing and then be like, ah, look at all these crafts. I could now make something with that. I, I don't get, I didn't get the need to. Make things rarer, but also some you can't store them. Like they're already yeah. rarer. <laughs> yeah. If you just let people store them, more casual people would also be able to use it. The True, but biggest then downfall would, it would open up to abuse. Even more abuse, I should say. But no, because the people who know what to do and abuse it are using TFT, and we abuse it anyway. Yeah, but like the so it would just let those fuckers down. So it would just would let it, everybody else do that as well. It'd just be like harvest all over again. I'm like that old harvest. Yeah, I'm surprised that it didn't get like the bop of like let's just kill everything that's good. I mean, it kind of did, but not really. I've seen the uh, sentiment expressed by many people recently that uh, that they don't think that harvest actually should be in the game anymore because it just you don't get augments, you don't get remove add, you don't get annuls, and it it just is a lot of frustration to fight these super strong monsters, which honestly are some of the more dangerous monsters in the game right now, especially with the aura stacking and the fact that they are in your map, so they benefit from all the map mods, and they're just really, really dangerous monster base types. So I personally don't think it would hurt if they made the rate at which like augments and uh, annuls and stuff like that spawn a little bit higher, because I honestly haven't seen any of them. At least not, not, no, I don't think so. And then there's also the example that's always quoted where um, Titan Killer went to level 100 and uh, did several other leveling projects, always doing all harvests and never seeing a single augment. So, yep. um, yeah, they're just incredibly rare. rare. And what yeah, I think, 
What I think is, yeah, but the, the thing is, why they're so rare is because... But he's just on, like, the really low end of the spectrum. Like, possibly, I was possibly, like, but if you do so much... Legion zone with no harvest, and I've already seen two. Two augments? Yeah. What did you see? Fire and just generic slam, bitch. Wow. I wasted slam one on gem, and I sold the fire one in TFT, baby, because that's what scumbags do. And then they How much buy do you get their for that? <laughs> Uh, I tried to sell it for eight, but I got seven for it. Damn. But yeah, what I'm trying to say is like, on the one hand, the harvest craft is the the power, right? But what a lot of people don't, a lot of people miss something about harvest, and it's not necessarily the raw power being handed out through harvest crafts generously from the harvest mechanic, but it's what we talked earlier. It's about the clear path that is communicated to you yeah. towards a better item. And I think that they could either make it so that Harvest gives you that clear path more often and gives you more augments, but then makes them have a cost, which I think we talked about that on the podcast a lot, make the, the Exalt Harvests cost an actual Exalt when you use it. So the only power that you get from the Harvest would be that you make an Exalt specific for a specific mod type, but you wouldn't get a whole Exalt uh, worth handed out and that would allow them to give us more of them on the one hand and then on the other hand it would be great if we had more in-game resources that break down abstract item crafting processes which that's the harder thing to implement i don't even know how i would start on that but um if more people had an understanding of how the different crafts work maybe have like a crafting simulator in the game or or something that would allow you to do to theory craft your approach to making a good item. I think that would go a long way to getting people involved into crafting. Because a lot of people who got into Go ahead, sir. I hard disagree on the whole like spending. Okay, yeah, please, please go. Disagree. Well it's just gonna be the same thing that Harvest was. It's just gonna be like the monopoly people are just gonna be like, well I guess I'm gonna have to spend six X instead of seven X because I'm gonna spend that extra X. They're going to get their amazingly broken thing. Was it Bala who recommended mm -hmm. that Harvest be only go up to like T3 or T2 instead, and so you can't make the best gear with Harvest, but you can make good uh, enough that gear? Was because one of that my would ideas. solve all of the issues. And I've thought about it for ages since you mentioned it. That would fix everything. Buff the... Buff the go ahead, sorry, but yeah. I, I, actually, I wouldn't mind that. I'd be okay if Harvest let me get a good item, but not a perfect item. Yeah. But my that was one of my two. That was my second favorite of my ideas. Well, your other we one talking shit. about harvest. Sorry, fixing. go ahead. So you, your first my, one. my other one about harvest fixing was that everything could remain how it was, but any specific targeting things would give that item a harvest tag, and I would only be able to play with that one mod in a specific thing. So I could re-roll a whole item, but if I start add removing fire. That yes, add remove yeah. fire is now the only thing I can touch on that item. So I can't go add remove fire until it's perfect and then add remove cold until I get minus nine and then add remove this until I get that yeah. and then just print something perfect. Instead, so basically, a pretty good that. item. Yeah, so it, it, it'd be like a one mod. It'd be a modified version of a fractured mod, essentially. The problem yeah, with I'd, that is the whole problem of new players not knowing how to craft. You're going to need a already decently all the previous steps of crafting up to the point where someone goes, it's got five T1s and it's missing one good thing. I'm going to harvest craft it. You still like the shit 
like the harvest only going up to T two or three helps all the new players get into the game and figure out how crafting works and figuring out how the mods works and all that stuff. It's like the tutorial right. level shit. So in 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 that idea, you'd still be able to do all of your reforge, reroll all prefixes, reroll with this, reroll with that. All of those would still work, right? I just do both. All of just those would still exist. Pre maps is up to T four or whatever, and then when you're in maps, just do the one mod thing. Uh, one more thing. Uh, this is anyway very sorry, much yeah, a go ahead. path of exile. I feel like theme where I guess in like a regular crafting system, you'd start with this much information. And as you progress up the tiers, it would start ballooning out into more information and more methods. Where Path of Exile does the opposite thing, where it starts out with this much information, but you need to get here to actually be able to make a make an item. Maybe expansion shouldn't fix base game crafting. Maybe we should just wait to see what GGG hmm. are spending like literal hundreds <laughs> of man hours fixing with their new thing that'll come in a year's time. And then we can shit talk their ideas. And then we can shit talk whatever that new thing is. Oh, God. oh gosh. Yeah, I... Add me alpha testing, Chris. Give me. I won't leak, I promise. <laughs> oh, Don't trust just... him. So real quick, biggest big, you've mentioned now, and this has got me, this is the one thing in the entire podcast that made me lose my mind. Okay. They have random alpha testers with no NDAs. What? Wh- what? I feel like they probably do have an NDA, but they don't have any of that sort of pixel tracking bullshit, so they don't know who's doing it. No, they say they they're NDAs. not under NDAs. Are you sure? Yes, I went on uh, the podcast. I don't know if I should admit to it. Um, I know a person who knows a person who works at Blizzard Rip, who knows a person who works at GGG, and I sent a, a, an email through them to them to them to not act like me and asked a question... And they gave a very NDA response. It was to do with fishing. They don't. They don't. They don't tell anything about fishing, man. I'm pretty sure there's a fishing NDA. Maybe there isn't. It like they're like fuck alpha testing. No NDA on that fishing, though. That shit's like that shit. There's no leaks in that boat. <laughs> I just, I just, I can't, I can't get my head around why you would not have an NDA. Uh, it doesn't. That seemed just. It just seems so wrong to me. I don't. I don't remember that specific part actually. I didn't remember. I, 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 I kind of remember it where it, Chris mentioned they don't. They don't want to have to actually have their alpha testers sign a contract and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. All right. No, which, I only remember that they said that, that the, the the leaking is an actual problem that happens, which is why they usually only get things out to the alpha testers like one week beforehand. I do feel like if there's no NDA, then they should actually have like a contractual NDA because that's an alpha test. Isn't it more that they wouldn't it be like they don't want to have them in a contract so they don't have to technically have them as like an employee kind of thing, whereas you can just put anyone under an NDA and it's not technically it's probably more to like keep it so they can have their alpha testers be overseas compared to New Zealand based, wouldn't it be? Uh, I know nothing I, about I how no idea. jobs work. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess then we're we're speculating this just based off of the fact that they don't they don't want contracts. But I I will I do want to loop back real quick because I was thinking about the whole we're talking about crafting we're talking about things that happen on the on the podcast. A little thing that popped up in my mind that I was actually kind of concerned about is well interested but also concerned about adding tears to flask mods. That's Sounds like an interesting segment. idea, but holy fuck, my alterations help. <laughs> That I have so many concerns about rarity there because after like the double knockdown of 
cluster jewels where you basically don't want to ultcraft them anymore. I'm concerned about having to use like ten times the amount of ults I currently use to craft a flask. What <laughs> if to be fair, not not uh, even get not even get a top tier mod, getting uh-huh. a tier two mod with a good second mod. Because it's already a bit of a struggle to get two good mods together sometimes without bestiary. Like, if I'm trying to go for increased duration and then reflexes, that can take some time. But now if reflexes has three other tiers to it, well, shit. (laughs) I hope I get the good one. I don't think I'm concerned with that at all. Yeah, it's like, if our, the current tier, like, we only have one tier of, like, a specific thing on flasks, where would that be if they add four tiers? Where would our current power level of flasks be? Would it be a, a T2 and then they introduce one that's slightly better to entice you to roll your flask? I'll give you my hot take on that. I'll give you my hot take. And my hot take is who actually crafts flasks past level 70? Like, who most, even uses flasks? Most people I know finish the campaign, get into maps, and then fix their flask setup where they alt craft the flasks that they want to use and then maybe force the suffixes that they want from beast sherry and then you have your flask set up and you're going to use that until you're done with the character outside of you know putting a unique flask into your build or changing around single flasks because you don't need ailment mitigation anymore because you achieved you achieved 100% ailment avoidance somewhere in the tree i don't think anyone still switches their flasks around at a, at a certain point and having it so that higher eye level flasks can roll stronger versions of the mods on the one hand would allow them to buff flask affixes again to a point where they were. I mean, most notably, adrenaline flasks only get 8% increased movement mm-hmm. speed now from the suffix. And if that is then the bottom tier mod and we get higher tiers on top of that, then I could see like the tier tier one mod or like the best possible mod that you can get at flask level 84 plus, I assume, or something like that. We can actually assume that that one's closer in line with the, the nerfed mod, right. with the, the old mod size i'd say something around 20 i think they said it was actually going to be a bit higher a bit higher higher than 30 part part of me feels like when they mentioned flask mods that new adrenaline would be higher than it was before but be it's it it would be locked to a higher level was it would certainly be higher than Mm -hmm. it is now but it would be locked to a higher flask item level and i don't think it's a bad thing i mean in trade league you'd probably be very tempted to just buy high eye level yep. flasks from the get-go and to to craft those and then you don't stay engaged with your flask setup for longer but from my ssf point of view i would very much welcome okay. an incentive okay. to to stay engaged with the flask beyond where i set up my flask setup at, when i got into maps so that when i enter red maps i'm like oh i got a high level item level 84 plus quicksilver now guess i'm gonna roll a better version of the flask that i'm currently using I don't, I don't know. My number, that. Oh, yeah. The okay, number yeah, he floated I was 24. That's not set, though, obviously. Or is this just a thing designed to make, like, the min-maxes more tedious? Like, is it even going to affect you in the slightest? Having, like, a slightly shit tier? Who cares? Are we even pressing buttons for Flask anymore? I am. They add a whole bunch of quality <laughs> of life so you don't have to press buttons, but they make it so... If you want to craft the perfect flask, you're still going to break your wrist fucking augging them and re-rolling and stuff. Who cares? Honestly, I've never used as many alterations and augments on a flask as I have trying to craft uh, weapons or chest pieces or stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. does it matter? Yeah. So, at minimum. I, I guess that that was my perspective approaching from, I just, I got a new character, 
I need Flasper this new character. Uh, I need, I would like to have this mod combination of this Flasper. This is gonna take some time, rather than the idea of I'm gonna upgrade my Flasks later. I so I do understand that. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I mean, if we cause I, a big enough stink right now on Reddit, they won't do it. Let's give them some negative feedback well, and manipulate I, the game. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I like the idea of mod tiers, and I'm okay with the idea of mod tiers for Flask. I'm just concerned that I'm maybe, perhaps, I'm just overly concerned about mod tier rarity based off of other systems in the game where mod tier rarity is kind of out of whack. I'm hoping it'll just be all evenly weighted. Yeah, and as we know from Reliquary Keys, evenly weighting things will still fuck you. I mean, me I specifically, yes, that. for sure. <laughs> But but that's okay. I'll just buy them if I have to. <laughs> yeah, I'll get someone fine. else to roll them because I, I, I don't do RNG. Yeah, and that gives also a, that gives power to the niche of flask crafters in softcore or in trade economies in general. Like people have been making money off of crafting flasks and listing them, and yep, if if in the future they're harder to roll, that just give more power to those people. I don't generally involve with systems that are relatively heavy on RNG because my RNG is trash. Which also, by the way, I still craft. Yeah, well, it's not really RNG. Not nearly as much as people think, anyway. Are you saying it's deterministic? It, it Stop depends. Using fossils, you cheater. It depends <laughs> on what kind of crafts you're picking. So you, you just—it's like the royale. You have to pick the fights that you know you win. Yeah, you can't make literally everything without RNG. But there's yeah, that, that a is, ton that of is, things to be made that, that, that is, are super easy to deterministic. That is very much a point that I'll concede that I just probably, I very much don't know. I don't probably don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know about that area, and at some point, maybe I'll engage with it. But it's, it's just unique a mountain that I look at, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Another thing that was mentioned in regards to Flas and upcoming uh, our plans for upcoming changes to Flas was uh, Chris mentioned that they're sort of separating the mod pool for reactive versus proactive flasks. That where, seemed interesting. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, where the, the reactive flasks would be the life flask, mana flask, hybrid flask that you use in order to regain a resource after the fact that you've encountered an enemy, whereas the utility flasks would um, reward the proactive gameplay even on the affixes. Because right now I feel there's a little bit of a disconnect. Most most flasks are sort of schizophrenic in the way that the um, the buff part of the flask, the implicit part, say of a jade flask, want, wants me to press it before the enemy hits me. But then the, the part that mm -hmm. says immunity to shock if you remove a shock wants me to wait until I got hit and shocked until I can then press it so I get the immunity. So... Uh, yeah, I, I really hope that they're going to address that with the grouping of the mods and redesign the mods. The, uh, was that in the we're going to put this out next league list, or was that in the we don't know if we're actually going to ever do this list? Uh, that um, was in the this is happening, but it might be 316 or it might be 317. Well, it was all basically notes of internal conversations, so there's still just ideas being tossed around rather than like firm plans to make it happen, but it's yep. like what people would like to make happen. Uh, honestly, that, was, that was one of his, we are definitely doing something with flasks. Okay. This is one of the current ideas for either next league or three, seven. Just yeah. delete them. We don't need them. Just delete them. No more flasks. Put charms yeah, in the place. No 
Get they the were talking about <laughs> making it a permanent buff via. Yeah, they're talking. Yeah, talking about unique that gives you permanent flash trans. Like, just give us everybody. Just give us the this utility is just now passive. All you have is recovery flasks. <laughs> that would so, be interesting. Uh, low key, that's what I've got on all my characters right now. By the way, all my characters just have a hundred percent flask uptime, and I never press them again. But it's just all of them. Fine. They just they just all go off automatically when they're full. Yeah. Just auto on full, auto on full, auto on full on everything, oh. and then never yeah. press them again. The the only character that for me that doesn't have really good flask uptimes is my lab runner, but that's a different story. The fact that they mess up flashcard generation in the lab. Wait, how? And that's interesting. Give give us that little. Uh, in the in story. the patch they made it so higher level zones give you less charges. Lab has no density. Oh. So the one pack <laughs> that used to give you flask for Azaro doesn't give you charges anymore. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and it's there's not no a fun way time. to to add monsters to lab or to uh, nope. juice it. Like you go through those four packs near the door. If those don't fill your flasks up, good Too luck. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Better be a pathfinder. Also, this is another thing I want to talk about because it is lab related. The warding change is kind of jacked up for lab. It's terrible because you doesn't let you deal with the temporal chain sentinels and the permatriacurse phase anymore. Oh no, right. Yeah, I actually had to move the Tricurse phase into the dangerous category for Azaro because you're messed up during that phase now. If you Absolutely. don't debuff him, yep. if you don't destroy the fonts, you're just Tricursed and you can't do anything about it. And I have to guess that 90% of players don't have a 100% reduced curse effect on them. Yep. Right, it's not okay. It's not a it is not okay right Removing now. it doesn't do anything. Yeah, because it'll, you... it'll just get back on you now. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's just an AoE. Not a good time. Anyway, that was a side tangent. No, no, that, but that's great. It's related to, I mean, it's not directly an ailment to be cursed, but it's related to the whole flask and ailment topic where I feel like, yeah, just in general, there's, there's not, enough, not enough options for counterplay in the mid-range. There's the, the fact that you have the flasks that give you immunity or used to give you immunity that fell away now, right? So you don't have that anymore. And now you're just pushed harder and harder into complete like avoidance for elemental ailments or, or getting some sort of curse immunity for curses, which there is pretty much no access to that. Most characters can't get a whole lot of reduced curse effect, really, realistically. The only reason my current build is, is Curse Immune is because Guardian gives you 80% reduced effect and I got 20% from the tree. The Sanctum of Thought, mm. yep. Yeah. yeah. Which you probably wouldn't have gone for and you didn't get 80% handed to you. And then you're like, exactly. well, okay, I guess I'll just cap this then. Well, but 20%, uh, 20 curses is not that bad. If you have 80% reduced effect, that makes things a lot less threatening. Although I'd still be scared yep. of vulnerability because vulnerability gives monsters like a... a or monsters yeah. hits against you a flat 20% chance to reinflict it with bleed. So even if you have 80% reduced effect, then that's still a what? Uh, that's a still 4% chance to be inflicted with bleed. And yeah, let me, let if me I know monsters RNG, they're they always going to hit it. Being permaval against Azar and him bleeding you is not a fun time. Absolutely not. No. And in general, I want to echo that. Like, it's not just Azaro. It may feel to you. Like, Zaro is a big part of that, but hex font monsters are incredibly annoying. The tormented spirit that puts random curses on you every second or two. Yeah, the, and the also the map boss in Academy 
It's just ah, so annoying. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess I don't know, notice the map ones because my character is immune. It's just that specific lab situation where I notice it because I can't ignore it and I can't do anything about it. I, I still haven't experienced problems with curses because I went from playing an in stacking wonder wearing the curse immune shield to a forbidden right totem character wearing the, t- <laughs> the, the curse immune helmet and so I yeah. just haven't really mapped with curses yet <laughs> I think those characters were picked specifically because they were put curse immune <laughs> we, sorry we, we were in the middle talking about the whole proactive reactive Utility recovery flask and utility recovery flask having different types of the same mod, like the adrenaline to onslaught uh, difference and all that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that sounds like a good idea. We just got to see if they fall through with it. That's what, honestly, a lot of the podcasts that it was. It was, that's a good idea. Are you going to follow through with it? I feel like they're going to have to do some, at least most of the things that they said now. I, what I do wonder is how much trouble he got in at the end of that for just, like, spouting everything out. From, this is definitely not supposed to be read to you. And then here he goes, and he just reads the next thing out. <laughs> he just kept doing it. Yeah. Zero shit's given to get about, uh, like, hiding things for, to be hyped for the next league. To be fair, he did say he was doing it at the detriment of getting in trouble and at reducing the excitement for next league. Yep. Like, he knew. He knew what was up. It was, it was damage control, and it's, I think it did a really good job. <laughs> so I, I am just personally about... <laughs> significantly happier after hearing it. And I hope most yeah. other people are, too. Yeah, I, well, I think you just really want to <laughs> make clear that, that it's a dialogue that they want to be engaged with. Um, or that they want to engage with with the players, engage in mm-hmm. with the players, beca- because they just want us to be a part of their their current plans for solutions, and telling us early what they're thinking, what they may be doing, is is actually probably a really good thing, because then while reducing the hype a little bit, you also reduce the chances of of significant backlash when those changes are announced. When, when we're already knowing sort of where the direction is going. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it was that much of a sidetrack, honestly, because that ailment topic is just deeply intertwined with the flasks. And the flasks are a band-aid fix, or have been a band-aid fix for a long time, uh, to the problem that I said, there, there's not enough counterplay against curses and ailments in the, in the mid-tier between what was previously completely ignoring them because of flasks and going to completely ignoring them with stacking ailment avoidance. Um, I, I personally would like to see more midway things where you can alleviate the effects to some extent, but not get to the point where they completely matter unless you make a high investment in that. And I think it would be cool if we could have a world where there is something like less effect of ailments or less effect of shock rather than the reduced effect stat that we have that stacks additively with increased that may occur here and there and that makes that stat really questionable because in some situations it's pretty good and in others it's not as good but it would be cool if that was consistent but there's been a lot of things mentioned like more ailment stuff on different skills 
such as the Arctic Armor stuff that we got. They, they talked about putting Ignite Immune on Molten Shell. We'll, we'll get more ailment immunity or mitigation on the Pantheons. Um, steel Skin, maybe Bone Armor, and etc. Uh, how do you guys stand on, on those plans? Do you think that would be enough? So, yeah, I, I have it written down that bring back some ailments. They're putting things on Purities and Pantheons. Steel Skin and Bleed Immunity, Molten Strike, or Molten Shell, Ignite Immunity. Consecrated ground giving you curse reduced curse effectiveness, adding a poison bleed equivalent of the crystal skin node, and then I have the last thing is like resistances building against these ailments like resistances, and I guess I have a larger question, and that is why do we need to become immune to ailments? Because I feel like that's the problem. What is called? What is it about the game that feels like it's required that we become immune to the ailments? Getting less, getting reduced effect on us is not enough. We must become immune to ailments. Why? That seems... I can answer that, actually, because we, we didn't have to be. Until now. Um, until recently. Um, re by recently, I mean in the last year or yeah. two. People were really worried about it. Um, and the answer is... It never used to be this bad. You used to very rarely get frozen. When you got ignited, it was a damage over time, but not one that would shred your health in half a second. It was just, oh, I am burning, but if I back out of here and stop taking other damage, even on my average character, it's fine. Right? And that, that used to be, it used to be a shock, but it was like 20%, not 50. Yeah, but now and we then, have 50,000 things flying at us, playing ailments. Yeah, then now we have a shock on the ground is 50%. So you just take 50% more damage because shock is on the ground. And so all of those things happened because we were permanently immune to them with flasks. And they, so they had to be worth taking up our flask affixes because otherwise we had, otherwise we had just extra, extra power on them. So they ailments have scaled to this point because we had the old flasks. Now that we don't, it feels like they could all get tuned down quite a bit. Yeah, there's more design space definitely there. Yeah, no, without the flask. The, the biggest point for me is that I don't think freeze should be a thing, or if it is a thing, it should be something that happens very rarely. I'm okay with all of the other ailments. I'm okay with dealing with everything, but literally losing control of my character is not a fun experience. So you also have problems not... with stun. Well. No, because well, I don't that's also get losing stunned. Yeah, but I get stunned character. for a split second. Or you also get frozen for a split second, unless you open No, you get frozen freeze. until you die. On many occasions. Even if your character is tanky enough to sit there for eight seconds, if you don't have a button to press that says immune, you can just stay frozen for eight seconds straight until you're dead. And that that's is not very good. I don't like that at all. That, uh, I think with that like happens, a decent, but commonly what decent health pool and decent cold resist. Uh, I have to think. When was the last time? I, I mean, I, I I'm playing occultist right now, so I'm freezing, chill, immune. But I don't think you really get frozen all that much. I mean, you need to have last a super time heavy it happened hit. to me was like three hours ago in delirium. There was a big strike that like that Veritania like trail that they reuse the asset for, and it hits you and freezes oh. you. And I hit my flask, and then. The instant I hit my flask, it's like, okay, fine, you're free, split second, you're frozen again, and then it just goes oh. tick, 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 and then you're dead. Mm -hmm. That's one. There's like 
10 other ways. I die a lot, dude. Ask, I got all the answers to death. What do you want to know? Yeah. I feel like, how, how, do you, how do you not get frozen? Like, are you not doing you the lead? Oh, you're an occultist. You don't get frozen. But, like, even just doing the league mechanic, like, any added, if you got an added cold roll on your map, every single mob in that entire map can freeze you. In theory, yeah, but in practice, yeah. they need to do a significant portion of your life in one hit in order to freeze. Uh, How much life my, do you have? Sorry, uh, my, my Archmage build had a low effective HP pool, despite having, or sorry, had a low actual HP, high effective HP, but because I had a low actual HP, I was getting frozen more often. Right, because you've got like 60% mom and 9,000 mana, but none of that matters. It's yeah. just the 3,000 life you've got. Yeah, so anything that would tap me with cold damage had a chance to freeze me at that point. Yeah, yeah that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, true. If you think about those builds, and obviously CI, like we said earlier, which is significantly more scary now. Yeah, yeah, fair. Headmaster is hardcore, which is natural selection, so he doesn't encounter freezes because if he did, he'd be dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully doesn't die a lot. No, I guess I, I guess if I wasn't freeze immune, I'd also have the augmented soul of the Brian King, where you can't be frozen uh, for two seconds if you have been frozen in the That's last. That's why two that helmet thing like is that. expensive in trade because mm -hmm. everyone's fucking getting frozen. Everyone's fucking dying. Fair enough. Sorry, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no fr freeze. I think is an issue. Um, like shock petrification shock is, is another one, but I don't. I don't really. Think See petrification is a big problem, and there's reasons for that. Is one, Funny. it's not everywhere, yeah, right? So it doesn't happen that often. And two, there's a good indicator that you're getting petrified, it's super obvious, it takes a while yeah. to happen, and all you have to do is turn away or cross to its back, right? Like, yeah. it's there's very easy counterplays to that. Wait, hold that on, it can happen once you've started to get petrified. Learning moment. You can just look, ter physically turn your character around from petrification. It's fine. Uh huh. Did not know that. That's good to know. You have to be facing yeah. something okay. and it facing you at the same time. That makes sense. I did not know that. I would just try to run behind them every time and it wouldn't work because I wouldn't be able to get around fast enough. Okay, that's something I should take note of. Just turn around. Yeah, just, yeah. Okay. just, just, just step away. Just look, look the other way. It's literally like a Medusa deal. You know, got to look so at each other. Learning experience. Like a slow process so that you're like, I'm freezing, I'm freezing, I am now frozen. And you have that small time that you can kind of maybe get some distance and maybe use a flask or that, something. See, see, that would be a much better idea for me, right? Like you, you start to slow down knowing you're getting frozen. And during that time, you have time to press your reactive flask, but without losing be. control of your so, character. What ha what that would be fine. Perhaps you get, you get chilled. Every subsequent chill applied to you after that has more effect until you get frozen. Yeah, see, something like that would be okay, right? Yeah, so then you just see, like, oh, I'm getting chilled, I'm going to get frozen if I keep getting hit. Let me either back away or hit my flask. Yeah, or I've, I've got, like, a counterplay button for it, right? And then you're like, yeah. oh, good, this is happening to me, I have a chance to react. It, it slowly be builds up over time that you are about to stop moving. Do something about this before you're dead. Mm. Yeah, and every ailment slowly, is like, not it could be over the course of one second and it would be okay if right? they it's do just, that they're going to take everything like burning and be like well you're slightly more burning and if you hit too much you're just going to explode I want extreme okay, versions cool. now like stun 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 silence dead that's what I want mm. fuck yeah you like dying a lot 
I like no fuck. I like watching hardcore players die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, uh, no, now but that, that I've played. Now that you've all played without perma immunity from flasks, ignoring the fact that right now there isn't enough other tools for us, right? Like, assuming they're going to give us other tools and other options, mm-hmm. do you prefer it this way? I prefer it if it lets me counterplay things instead of ignoring them. It's good that we can reach the point where we can ignore them with different ways now instead of everyone having blanket immunity all the time from their perma-up flask bus. And it's good that there are more options than just stacking 100% avoidance on all elements, which is what we effectively all did in the last couple of leagues between the crafts from the Helena bench, the the, the Veiled mod, the Crystal Skin Anoint, and the Thick Skin Cluster on the tree, and like some other places still, maybe the Abyss Jewels. But in general, I would like there to be a more, like a, a more meaningful middle ground between, oh shit, I'm a sitting duck against this, and between, oh, I don't care about this because I'm 100% immune. And I don't prefer it. Reduce the. I've. I really would like reduced effect to be more valuable. Yeah. Because right now it's it's full immune or nothing. I mean that's not true really for ignite or shock though. If you have seventy percent reduced effect of shock or, or ignite, the ignites do very little damage, so you don't care about them, and shock is fine. Like yeah, but reduced effect stacks additively with increased effect, and something like Awakener has like a huge amount of increased effect of ailments, so th- the I, reduced effect doesn't really matter that much. I would prefer if we had like a less effect modifier that would be a complete multiplier, because I don't care about being shocked as much if it was if I could realistically change the effect of the shock to 20% of its original value, right? If instead of taking 50% more damage while I'm shocked, I'll take 10% more damage, I'll still be aware of being shocked and still be try to put my positioning accordingly and to, to avoid getting hit, but uh, I'll just not instantly die the moment I get shocked and hit by something else. Yep. I, I did just realize this, this is another me problem of um, not doing... Because of the character I'm playing where my... Uh, immunity, my immunity is coming from other places. Where is the reduced effect? Because I only know where the immunity uh, is from the bench and from certain items, but where is the reduced Templar effect? and Witch, Anointed Flesh. And reduced effect is also to replace the crafts on helmets and gloves with the reduced effect crafts, and you can only get avoidance on shields and boots now, and of mm-hmm. course on the chest piece. It's also a harvest jewel implicit to have reduced inf- effect. Okay. Right. So you can stack those and get more than hundred percent. I, I guess that might be part of the problem where if it's easier to get immunity than it is get reduced effect because it feels like reduced effect is in odd places. Depends on what kind of builds you play. I mean, there's the anointed flesh cluster, but like we said, that that's pretty much very situational because in some situations it doesn't really help you okay. all that, that much that you would as you would like to think yep oh yeah yeah also, i guess i guess it's, it's, I guess it's the, on many many pieces of gear yeah i'm just so I'm there's looking, a lot of different avenues man it, there's just something uh, this is oh this is an interesting mental thing i guess where looking at crystal skin versus anointed flesh they're the exact opposite side of the trees but some reason in my brain 
crystal skin seems much more effective than anointed flesh, even though they should be about the same. But that's probably just weird player mentality kicking in there. Yeah, well, so crystal skin is being discussed. See, crystal skin is complete trash unless you stack the rest of it. Because if you're ninety five percent chance to avoid, you might as well have zero. But if you get ninety percent reduced effect, that's really useful. I I disagree a little bit with the crystal skin because I have eighty percent chance to avoid frozen boots, and I've been fine. See, I feel like I might as well not I cannot be frozen is better. I cannot be frozen is better, but 80% has been doing work for me so far. I, I always feel like if I can't become immune to it, then there's no point. But when you go with reduced effect, suddenly if, I, if, I, if I've got 30% reduced effect, I, I feel that instantly. That's great. I think it, that's, that's some pretty much towards it. It depends, right? It's pretty much like evasion versus flat damage reduction, where against a large number of hits, evasion is pretty good, even though if you are stacking evasion against a source of potential one-shots, yeah, you'll get one-shot still, because it doesn't do anything to reduce the damage. But if if we're talking about like farming maps and getting hit by a lot of monsters that could potentially freeze you and then avoiding 80% of those freezes, you'll probably notice it's significantly better to have the avoidance than to not have it. Huh. Also, other things changed before because it used to be immune and now it's chance to avoid. And so shocked ground, chilled ground, burning... Well, burning ground always did, but shock ground, chill ground, those things still affect you. Yeah, that's true. If you're immune, but if you've got reduced effect, then they don't. Well, I mean, they still affect you, but at, at the reduced effect. No, wait, if you I have 100% just, really like chance reduced to effect. avoid, then shock ground also doesn't do anything. You have it's 100%. Us. Right? If you're 100% chance to avoid shock, did you walk on shock ground? Still shocked. I'm pretty Same sure with 100%. Chance makes you immune, but I, I don't know. Maybe they changed something there. I... Maybe it's only chill. I only had the. I only noticed the problem with chill. To be I honest, that's, I think it's only the case if you're not one hundred percent. But I might be wrong. It there. might. It might have also been that that was the character. Maybe that was the character I had ninety five percent on and was like, "Yeah, this is trash. I'm gonna yeah. go with reduced." Yeah, I think that's that's what we're talking about. There is that that. Basically, the core of the issue is where, where avoidance only really matters if you get 100. If you don't, then there's still things that will apply that. that might, maybe that was. Uh, maybe that was the character I only had like 90% chance to avoid on, and I was like, this is trash. Everywhere I walk, I'm slow or shocked. <laughs> it might have been that one. Probably was. Probably was. I'm pretty sure 100% reduced effect, uh, 100% immune also makes you immune to the, the ground. But I think the ground effects have like a, a fixed effect. I don't know whether reduced effect works the, the way that you described it. But honestly, oh, reduced, I need to... Reduced definitely does. Okay. I have 70% reduced effect of chill. I don't even notice chill maps at all. Just walk over them. It's barely even... If you're paying really close attention, you can tell you slow down a bit, but it's barely noticeable. Uh, 
Guys, if you have problems with the stream rubber banding, I always hear that from people. Why is the stream going back and forth and stuff like that? It's your automatic quality setting. You need to set the Twitch player to a fixed quality because if it's automatic and your connection is not very consistent, then the player will go from 360p <laughs> to 1080p to 720p and will every yep. time it changes the quality, it will jump to a different point, like two or three seconds ahead or behind. Um, we'll use that as a, a great little moment to move on from ailments and to quickly talk a little bit about the leak mechanic before we round things off. How do you find the leak mechanic? We haven't heard anything from, from our guests this time about this. We've talked about it, obviously, uh, a lot on the previous episodes. But uh, Suit Size Small, aside from running the lab, you play a lot of the, the regular game. How have you found the expedition encounters? Oh, your your microphone is off, by the way. Uh oh, no way. No it's way. Broken again. Slippery Busted. Jim. Slippery Jim ddosing the mic. This is the web the trial. Sounds like garbage. Okay. That's nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. Nope. Nothing. Really? Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. There no, you're, you're back. Nope. There you go. <laughs> oh my god. You just got to scream. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, yeah, just swallow the microphone. Um. The league mechanic. Uh, in the maps, it feels fine. Logbooks are great, is my general consensus on the situation. The maps just are kind of there. The map mechanic, the mechanics in the maps for me just kind of feel there. I'm excited to run through the 29 logbooks I have. Or I guess not 29, mm -hmm. like something logbooks I have. Because I've just been kind of stockpiling them. Oh yeah, that feels insanely yeah. good when you do that. Especially if you got a lot of Tujin in there. I have exactly the same thought. Like it's it's okay in maps. Like it's a little annoying that I have to read. It's okay. Logbooks, <laughs> logbooks, they're fun. I kind of I don't know how I feel about some mods being more detrimental to certain builds and the fact that they're not highlighted. Hmm. Like uh, playing on the Archmage character, I didn't know that there was a ten percent remove your mana on on when a monster hits you mod until uh. I got it. Until I did it. And I was like, oh, don't do that anymore. That, yep, that'll ruin your Archmage character. Yeah, that seems also like really bad for CI. Mana. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like 9,000 mana? Every individual mob removes 900 extra mana yeah. per hit, no matter what the hit is, even if it's a tiny one. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm going to put my frost bomb way over there and be back here, it's fine. There's a culling strike one kinder as well, or like removes 10% yeah. of your mana. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know how I feel, they're just... So there's certain mods that are just so detrimental that they're not highlighted because I get why immunity ones are highlighted because don't do those but then there are the other ones that are just going to straight up kill you depending on your build and you're like they could color code weird. them but then reddit would get angry that colorblind people can't play the league um here's the thing though they had a solution to that mm -hmm. they showed us okay. the solution last league what is it well they just made I've, symbols and, really and over memory. the course of the first like four days of playing, we got used to the symbols and knew which symbols oh, were yeah. okay and which ones were bad. Fire and stuff. Yeah, where is it had symbols? Why aren't there any fucking symbols? Oh yeah, I forgot the ultimatum. Actually, had those. Oh my god, I forgot uh -huh. the ultimatum like symbol mechanic. Ultimatum did a lot of things. Highlight or at least just like just highlight fucking excavated chest, runic monster, and then generic monster just in the sentence so I can easily discern <laughs> yeah. whether I want to fucking <laughs> do this. It's so seventeen saying runic monsters with zero runic monsters. Why? Can we get a loot filter for expedition mods? 
oh my god, how good would that be if they were like, <laughs> these are the options for for things. Do you want to color any of them or or whatever? I'd be I like, don't yes. shit ones. Show the ones uh, that kill your build. Oh. Yeah. Big red Anything that I can't on do on this character, it will be yellow. <laughs> yep. It'll be like, have some green, and then just stop having to read it, and just be like, ah, if you see a green one, hit the green one. And if you see a, a red one, avoid purely, the red one. It's purely designed to slow us down. It's just how much do you want to get slowed down? You could skip it and go fast, or you could just like read like a couple and be like, eh, skip, or you could sit there and read the entire thing. Or you could just be Reddit and fucking blow up everything and complain that it's overtuned. Oh. What, what, what was the quote? What oh, was the quote? You, you do fire damage, it. you pick the fire mini, so you just have, what do you mean you can't have skip a bad it? day. Yeah. You can't skip it. The logbooks are too good. Well, you, you just read, you read well, the I mean, entire you thing really quickly, the monsters. look for logbook. If it doesn't say logbook, you leave. Okay, here's the thing, though. I'm you convinced, I'm still convinced that the logbook thing is bullshit. What? Well, I think the one that says it drops more logbooks, as far as I'm concerned, it stops logbooks from dropping. You're an idiot. I well, have, I have, you just have a really bad. I got way more logbooks. Yeah, as soon as I stopped picking them, I got way more logbooks. I now avoid them actively. Mm, think and I get way more logbooks. I wish I remembered I mean, when it happened, but I think one of those mods gave me four logbooks from a single expedition. What the fuck? I'm never, wow. I'm never picking up one of those boxes again. They're bullshit. Yeah, I call bullshit on your bullshit calling. I, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think they do, they do that much. I mean, certainly not reduce the amount. I mean, that's a tinfoil hat theory. There, if, if there's ever one about, about it is. Uh, it's definitely props. me with a tinfoil hat on. It definitely. I think what just happens is like confirmation bias. You just expect to get more, and now the ones that you find, you didn't do the remnant because you generally avoid it, and now you chalk that down as a win in your book when you would have possibly gotten another logbook if you had unlocked the. Mine was more like I got two logbooks over five days, and then I started intentionally avoiding it, avoiding it, and now I get a logbook on average every three maps. Yeah, but the thing is, five days. Right? No. Or you weren't getting any? No? No. Okay. So you got a shit this ton. Really after early the early buff. Right. I think it's also learning more how to unlock them efficiently and how to how you should focus on the runic monsters rather than the chests. I, I feel like there's other value, variables that may have changed in your approach that led to a higher overall drop rate of logbooks than just leaving out the logbook remnant. I mean, maybe, but I'm getting tons of logbooks now, so I'm just going to not take them again. Feels like the safe <laughs> approach. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm advice. saying, basically. Yep. How many have you gotten? Uh, I don't know. When I was farming up a headhunter, I sold like 40 of them. Um, and I've, I've only run like 20, and I have no idea how many I have right now. But whenever I, I get playing- a good functioning character, I'll run them all. I haven't been playing as much as I want, but I've definitely done. I've gotten at least twenty nine from. I That's guess like two ca- two primary characters that gotten to level ninety. And you definitely split them all and then run them, so you've got like you know. You could run like nearly sixty long books off that. Everyone's splitting them all, right? At least everyone in trade. With the okay. the beasts or right. the fossils, how much With are the they? Beasts. How much does Split Beast cost? 
Yeah. Like 30C? Well, why okay, then it's worth because the. Yeah, no, that's highest split beast when I could just buy a lockbook. No, no, no. The good lockbooks are 50, right? The good lockbooks are like 50 to 70. I should just sell them then. I should actually look at what is a quote unquote good lockbook then. The ones that have Danik or Tujin, so Black Scythe or Grandson. Why do that? The ones with the good factions? Those are the ones that are worth, you know, 60, Danig 70 chaos. Because Danik lets you trade into Tujin. You, from Danik, you can... Everything that you get from Danik, you can trade into Tujin. And Tujin is good because it's Tujin. you hear about called the trade website? And you can just trade into anything. Yeah, but you have to interact with people. That's true. That is the worst. Oh, yeah, you are right. Yeah. People, people ask stuff. me why I don't run Twice Enchanted in the lab, and I say I don't want to deal with trade. <laughs> oh, man. Couldn't oh. you just once buy 600 twice enchanteds? No, that, that still takes a while to do. That was well, during... You buy them most, most, people, most people do just stack up on as many twice enchanteds as possible, but me, I'm lazy as fuck. Which is something people don't... You could just honor. do one trade. Yeah, but you used to and get so many from, the league. from Delirium and from Heist, but now you don't get that many anymore, I feel. Like, at least personally, from my personal SSF experience, I have significantly fewer uh, Price Enchanted in my stash than I had a couple of weeks ago. Are you running White Heist, sir? Can I, like, can I, like, go and buy, like, a, a tab full of Twice Enchanted and just give them to you? Uh, there's six Chaos per... Is this a flex? Which six is slightly Chaos! Hard. They're slightly higher than that they used to be. Um, sorry, keep going. I'm currently looking at bulk exchange to see <laughs> what is what is the highest stock that someone has. This segment of the podcast brought to you by Tradebox. <laughs> right, 140. I see. Someone's got 140. Many people with like 70 or 80. Someone's got 140 of them. I see 144. Eight chaos per. Yeah. That's fair. This still boils down to me being lazy as fuck and not wanting to deal with trade. <laughs> That's fair, but now at least you know that the option is there. I've and always known the option is there. People yell at me to do buy orders all the time. I just say I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to lab. I'm just going to lab. I'm just going to map. I don't want to sit down for two hours to buy all the Twice Enchanted on the market. That's fair. Are you you actually... underestimate my extreme laziness when it comes to not wanting to deal with trade sometimes. Extreme laziness. <laughs> Runs lab every day. Mm, pick one. Doesn't something, something doesn't compute? Mm. <laughs> uh, the, actually... difference is one, the difference is I want to do one of those. Wanting to run lab. Yeah. That's a different kind of breed right there. That's that's yep. weird, yep. but at least that makes sense. If you want to do it, then you just need you to actually run lab outside of your like daily uh, layout obligations. Yes, at the beginning of the league, I did three days of lab farming, made thirty x from enchants. Nice, that's good. <sighs> yeah, and, nice. and that's how I got started. That's how I got started with my league. Hmm. And do you plan to do any any prolonged lab farming sessions still? Oh, yeah. Do you plan to make uh, a character that can yeah. run one of the Uber versions relatively fast? Well, I, because I spent 16x on that Holy Relic character, I do definitely need to run lab again for currency. Um, I have been entertaining the idea of actually making the um, 
Berserking a reverse chill 1k movement speed runner for Uber for the Harvest Labs. Sounds I just good. haven't really sat down to actually look through that character and what goes into it in terms of itemization. But that is definitely keep, on those things I want to try. I keep calling it Gigalab. That one, those ones, the uh, Gigalab. Chat doesn't let it go that I accidentally called it Uber Lab once. <laughs> Uber Lab. Uber Lab? Is that? Yeah, because so abbreviated as Uber Uber Lab, which was UU Lab, and my dumbass brain read Uber Lab. Woo-woo. And my chat is not letting go. Let me go with that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's its new name. I've yeah, just, I, I, I do plan on. Yep. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's <laughs> um... no, great. <laughs> uh, but I definitely do plan on doing some more of that at some point. Whenever, uh, whenever I feel like actually running lab, because that that was a real, that was a intense three days of just constant lab for me. And I kind of just want to actually progress my atlas for a couple of days. So I'm just going to focus on that until probably another good lab day pops up and I'll try to I'll hop back in the lab for a bit. That's fair. Uh, Slippery Jim, do you oh, have any, any, any big <laughs> Sorry, projects still planned? You, you're <laughs> doing something with logbooks, right? Like something, something, 180 plus logbooks. Maybe just with 100 Danik. of the little guy. What's his name? Tujin? The hundred Tujins probably still firm up some logbooks run them. I wanted to do a boss oh. killing thing, but I suck. And are we not are we not doing stuff. a thousand level sixty eight logbooks? Why the fuck would I do a thousand logbooks? Why the because fuck you're would you do any do of do the it. things you've ever done? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I've got bigger shit planned. Fuck the league, man. You, you don't even. <laughs> oh. Why would I do no? Got to do something much worse. I've seen you run 10,000 to the same map. You're going to be like, oh, no, I'm going to run 1,000 logbooks. I need 1,000 X for a meme. Can you help me get money? I need 1,000 X. I can can tell you how to make 1,000 X. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing it for you. How? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, well. Do you know any boss killer builds that are, like, really, really not going to die because I'll half-ass making it and die anyway? Uh, don't say yeah. Fuck. Intergon Miner. What'd you call me? Ah, the Intergon oh. Miner. Winter Orb. Okay. Uh, not Winter Orb. I winter. I winter. Yeah, that one. End game farming, logbooks, boss killing, something about fishing. A thousand Gwenin Gwenin resets. Just the next up from a hundred Gwenins. That's it. Oof. That's all I can think of. Oh. <laughs> Not lab, I mean, that's for sure. That, that's a reasonable amount of stuff to do still. Yep. Oh, and like a really, 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 really big money-making strategy that I've been sitting on for years that no one has figured out, and because no one's figured it out, GGG has never patched it. Is so it I'm going to do that, but I, it's not lab running, because people figured that out, and they patched it. Oh, wait, it so you're not telling us what it is. You're going to keep it for you. I'm going to do it for like a month and see how much money I make. And then I'm going to do that thing. And I'm just going to go check out all this money I made. And then I'm just not going to tell anyone how I did it. Oh, I thought we were going to get the top <laughs> secret stuff. Now. Why? If you nope. tell people how stuff is done, GGG patches it out. It's not. Probably not abuse. <laughs> probably not. Is the not reason abuse. Imperium got banned is because he told everyone. I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> He also had people it. watching him. No, I, there's a there's a money making thing I did in Legion League 
I did it the entire time during Legion League. I never told anyone it was printing me money. People just assumed I was playing the game normally. It still exists. It still prints money. People are idiots. They don't know what they're looking at unless you tell them. That's fair. I once made like 250x in raw chaos in like two days on stream. And like, no, no one picked up on what I was doing. I was just mapping. I got no one realized what I was doing. He's in the chat. I haven't told him what it is, and I'm not going to tell him. He's just going to come along for the ride. If he figures it out, I'll have to kill him. I already have, and I'll do it again. Bonka. Oh, okay, in-game. Yeah, well, what do you... Jesus, Gamma, the first piracy and now IRL murder? What's wrong with you? So the, <laughs> the, thing I w- the thing I was doing on stream can't be done anymore, so I can... It, it, well, it can, but it's not profitable to do. We were Ooh. just running, like, tier 19 maps... And just dropping like 30 fucking pairs of 86 uh, two-tone boots per map. And they were at the time just selling for 30c a pair and you'd fill your inventory twice per map. And so over the course of a few days, we're just like, oh, well, now we've got 22,000 chaos. But we just, I just did it and didn't make a big deal about it. And so there's like 150 people watching it for like three days straight. And you were playing the game well, whereas Empyrean was definitely, probably, you know, abusing shit that is obviously bannable. And I'm just going to preface that saying, I think I'm playing the game really well in this regard. Please don't ban me. Please don't ban me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be great. Yeah. That's everything I can think of. Well, that's good to know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we, I thought we were going to talk about cosplay at some point. Do you still want, yeah, I mean, I, I was yeah. generally just asking the question into the round as we're looking to round things up now, whether there's any big prog- projects planned. And I assume that Suitsize Small doesn't want to doesn't want to leak about upcoming cosplays, but uh, maybe you have a little teaser for us. Well, I'm in a bit of a situation because um, I start, you know, I go back to university in two days, I think. What's today? Today's Saturday? Today's Saturday, right? Yeah, it's so Monday. I gotta go back to university, so that's definitely throwing a wrench in the system. Um, I currently don't have any PoE. Well, okay. I have plenty of ideas, I just haven't really decided on which one I want to start with next. Um, in terms of cosplay stuff. And I... Next up is Halloween, I believe, for me. Because of the school timeline, I'm probably gonna start playing for Halloween at this point. Now, because it's Halloween, I don't think I'll be doing something PoE-specific. Um... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep under wraps until I actually decide on what I want to do then. But I I don't know what you guys want me to talk about on outside of uh any projects there. If you have any additional questions for me. Wow, Slippery Jim has a cosplay. <laughs> what the hell? You prepared for this? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you getting that out now? Damn. What do you mean? I've so been waiting to segue into the cosplay for ages. <laughs> you okay, sorry, my bad. Go ahead. You're cosplaying a, a Templar, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also okay, not the patience. I do not have the patience to build cosplay anything. I always like it, but I always look at it and I'm like, ah, oh, that's really cool. I should do that. And then I look at it for like a split second more and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's too much, too much work. Effort. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just, just no. 
buy it. <laughs> I just appreciate when other people do cosplay and did not do that myself. It's too much. It's too much work. I, I can't like do it. Really flashy assassin. Sorry. <laughs> you played Assassin's Creed, like MTX skin for Assassin. Like I, you I you look a, amazing. Africa. I was like, I have a hoodie that I want to go grab now, but like I don't want do to the green screen down. <laughs> There's a. I want to make. I don't know if I should. Yeah, I want to make a hoodie that is just a toucan, and so when you pull it over, oh, that's good. <laughs> and then wear that to the next ExileCon in six years, whenever that comes out. It'll be right before Poe too, I reckon. Honestly, that sounds about right. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, yeah. I guess I will admit, like, just to briefly talk about a little bit of um, how I do plans and whatnot. Uh, Baylor, you mentioned looking at something. He's like, "Oh, that looks like a lot of effort. I don't want to do that." That's actually kind of where I tend to start when it comes to my ideas. For example, after the expedition announcement, I was looking through. I didn't realize there was the press kit, and I looked at the press kit. I was like, "Okay, what in here can I do?" And it came down to two things. One was Gwenin, the other one was Verana, the um, the Reaper. Yep. And you might be thinking about that. I was like, "That's two very different scales." And they it was, but I eventually settled with Verana because. Between the two, they're both incredibly detailed, but I can't sew. I can make armor, though. So I ended up settling on that route instead. So yep. that's kind of how I tend to approach like the beginning of a project like that. And that's also kind of where I'm currently stuck. Because I suck at sewing right now, I do want to actually try to make a pure sewing project. But that's going to take some time. So. <laughs> it's just about figuring out what you like and weighing your personal skill, whether or not you want to do something you're familiar with, or try something new, and actually try to, you know, learn. And you do try to do it mostly by yourself, because the, the option would be, obviously, to collaborate with someone on something like that. Uh, I do have my mom help me with a lot of sewing, if I need to sew. I've done some minor accessories recently, the most recent uh, non-Pewee cosplay, the Nezuko cosplay, where it was basically a full kimono. She made the big parts of it, I kind of made a lot of these smaller pieces to it. So, that w I do have help from my mom, but I, I would like to kind of try a whole thing on my own, and that's kind of what I'm looking at and thinking about for Halloween right now. What can I do on my own? Yeah, that really makes me interested. I mean, I, I've always <laughs> wanted to do a little bit of cosplay. I did, like, for a high sleek start, I, I got, like, a, an eyeglass and, and some, some uh, cat ears and, uh, and a nice <laughs> shirt. But I wasn't really, like, a concept cosplay. I just, like, put on some funny stuff that wouldn't look like I, I'm doing my casual stream outfit. But, um, no, I've, al I've always I found those things extremely interesting. That actually reminds me, when, um, first time I met Slipper Jim was at Exocon while I was on a, and he asked about how the heck did I make that one-eyed monocle, and I literally said, it's a pair of glasses I cut in half. Stylish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, it's like sometimes something you think is elaborate, it's like, no, it's pretty simple, you just, just, do, just, just do cut a pair of glasses in half. Easy. Yeah. You can get relatively cheap, like, reading glasses at the supermarket. Oh, yeah, it was like a $5 stores. pair of, like, prop glasses I just snipped in half. Yeah, I nice. probably would have done the same if my uh, local costume shop didn't have like a a prefixed uh, prop glass already, like a one glass. Mono Is it a monocle in English? What's the word for it? A monocle. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes my brain tells me, no, nah, that can't be the right word because it's the right way to word in German. But 
My brain right. tends to forget that words transcend languages sometimes. And it's like, I, I don't know, I didn't really, I didn't prepare that well, so I don't know exactly what, exactly what I want to talk about. Is it, you guys have anything you would like to ask about? Hang on, hang on, is it the same name in German? The same word, exactly? Um, just with the L after the... You do the, the thing where you duct tape yourself in, like, duct tape, and then you cut it up, and then you use that to, like, get foam patterns, or how do you make your armor? Uh, I've done that occasionally. But I also definitely bought and modified some foam armor patterns, like, um... This is what I can actually kind of show because it's sitting right here. For the Verona cosplay, this is the base piece. You can kind of see there are actually some... You can see some of the seams of where actually mm -hmm. the base pattern is. You can also see these diagonals that I was trying to draw on for that layered detail that she has. But what eventually evolved was I used this drawing to actually make a second armor piece. And I legitimately just... Took a sec made a second body armor, cut it into pieces, and physically moved it on top of each other, and that ended up working out. Have you seen that, uh, like, slightly wavy uh, cutout that you can do on foam that intertwines with itself to make it look like it's chainmail, but it isn't? Yes, like I have seen that, yeah. Chainmail. I want it! I don't even do cosplay, and I want it just so I can fuck around with it. That is, I have the, I actually have the super thin foam, like an giant roll behind me that... How much does that cost? How much does all that foam and stuff cost? Broken. Like it's it's good. It. I don't remember. Honestly, I think my mind just blocks it. I was like, don't think about how much this costs. Oh no! Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> that, that kind of price. Is there a, like it? It's it's not that it's expensive. It's just that I need so much of it because if something messes up, then you just got to remake the piece. Yeah, and then you also don't only make one cosplay, but you make several runs per year. I can imagine it to be a fairly expensive hobby. Next next to Path of Exile, which yeah. is already <laughs> potentially expensive. No, that's great. Thank you for, for sharing these details with us. And I'm looking forward to the next one that you're going to be doing. Um, in terms of big projects that we're all working on, Balor, is there something that you want to hint towards that people can be looking forward to seeing from you? I have no idea, man. I'm just trying to find a build to play. That's all. Just trying to find a build. There's there's only like three builds. Make mana yeah. bond work. I've seen it work with me on it. But I'm trying like I'm 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 in the I'm in the I've got a headhunter and I want to do super juiced endgame. Oh uh, okay, that's true. Mode. And I don't. I didn't really want to play Spectral Throw Shield Throw just because everyone else is playing it. But there also aren't like a lot of options. You're a hipster. All right, then. Yeah. I'll ask the question the other way around. I still got my six link Impulsor, and I still got Barracks Respite, the the ring that gives a shock prolif. Right when mm -hmm. kill a nearby enemy, uh, kill an enemy, inflict a shock, an equivalent shock on a nearby enemy. What am I supposed to play with that? If I want to make something that's... Lightning Warp. No, just, just Stormbrand. Just Stormbrand? Because I was yeah. looking at Lightning Arrow, but then I'd be feeling kind of weird to play Elementalist with Lightning Arrow, but I feel like I want to play Elementalist for the minimum shock effect. Yeah, no, that's, that's just that? a Stormbrand build. That's 100% a Stormbrand build. EO, Stormbrand. Gets no, no crit. It gets a lot of life, it gets a lot of defenses, you get to use golems, which are really good defensively. 
if you get a legion jewel it works with like three different kinds of legion jewels so if if one drops it's almost certain that it'll work except since you're in solo cell found if one does drop it'll be the garbage green one or the white one no one wants so is that a dab Uh, (laughs) but it's definitely that one it's definitely that one. The Herald of Thunder Auto Bomber unfortunately hurts itself too much for me to want to suggest it for hardcore. Mm, yeah, like I it's see. just it's just a little too risk. Like you get a lot of defenses in it, but then you take a large portion of that defense just to counter the own damage you do to yourself, and that's not ideal. <laughs> I see. So oh, you can go no I'd defense. rather go with Stormbrand. That is also an option, but not for, not for hardcore though. But yeah, no, it would just be a Stormbrand. It would just be a Stormbrand burn. For sure. If you, use, if you use totems, can you still explode with Impulsor? No. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately. Can you give an Animate Guardian an Impulsor? And then, like... Yes, and it has to get the killing blow. Yeah, but then you can just, like, play Animate Guardian instead of Reaper. And it will be better, clear. What? Maybe. I mean, how... Playing the never I, I, auto attack. I don't know how builds work, dude. It's everything have, have you is ever, in my brain. Have this, you ever had an animate guardian possible with enough money? You yeah. ever had an animate guardian follow you around in a map, and have you tried to look at him attacking and like, how he frenzy. kills monsters? I don't know. I'm just saying shit, man. I don't know how games work. <laughs> I'm a very small yeah. knowledge of lots that's, of things. That's not it. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's just great. enough money. Anything will work. I'm losing my mind. Money, anything will work. I'm just looking. Yep. I'm just looking Rockets. to pull suggestions. I, I personally was hyped to make either a wander or like a, a like a bow character with lightning arrow, but you're so convinced that Stormbrand is better. I might have to consider that. I, I just really yep. want to shoot projectiles and kill things and have them explode. I don't need. It doesn't even need to be doing bosses, honestly. Lightning arrow will work, but for lightning arrow to work like that, you would need lightning conversion and a really good fizzbo. I mean, you could start out with the unique fizzbo, but you really need like lightning conversion somehow, and probably the best way is going to be either temple gloves or watcher's eyes, which I imagine you don't have access to. Mm. It's the limitability of solo self found that says Stormbrand yeah. is the only legitimate option to me. But if I was to convert into HC Trade, Lightning Arrow would be an option. I would think so, because it would be easier to get a Lightning Conversion Watcher's Eye, which would be my favorite way to fix the rest of that. Yeah, yeah. I'll think on it. Is Abyss a Zana mod? Probably not. I don't think think this league, no. I I don't know. Yeah, Abyss is. Because yeah, I, I, I remember Octavian talking about using Abyss on his Atlas in order to sustain Self-arm Samurai's Eyes and get the Watcher's Eye in my cell phone. Problem solved. That'll only take you like 3,000 oh, hours. That's nothing. Go on. <laughs> Honestly, I'd, I think I'd be much more likely to actually do the Elder and, and get the draw. Yeah. yeah, that's a better plan. <laughs> actually do Elder and Uber Elder or whatever. I think my cold dot build can tackle those things if I if I progress it further. It's just right now, while I feel I have enough damage to clear like pretty much anything up to tier 15, 16, and I, I probably can also clear those. I just don't want to because I don't want to look at monsters for like half a second before they die because they may decide to hit me in that time still. I, I think <laughs> the character is doing very well with the, the new gloves and with 
um, some 21 gems, hopefully heading a 21 Valkold snap soon in one of the temples. Um, I think think it has potential. Let's just hope I don't die to trivial stuff like I always do. Mm. Well, uh, I think everyone is pretty much welcome to stay, but I think we want to cut off the podcast here before we go too much over length. Already went a little bit over. But um, on that note, I quickly want to thank Slippery Jim and Sootsai Small for coming onto the show, for sharing your insights regarding the Chris talk and the harvest and uh, the cosplays, most importantly. Um, guys, if you don't know where to find Slippery Jim and Sootsai Small, I'm going to drop the links in the, in the chat just in a second, and they will be, of course, under the video or in the description of the podcast. Also, check out Balor Mage, of course, and uh, come and say hi on my stream if you want to support the creation of the podcast. The next episode after this one, which will be uploaded in full to YouTube and the podcast and platforms where you can find it in case you missed a little bit of it. Uh, the next episode will be on the next Saturday. And at our usual time, if I remember correctly, it's going to be 10 a.m. GMT. And we're going to be joined by the one and only Zizzeran and the one and only Gazi TV, which is really interesting because we already know announced that next week Zizzeran is going to take uh, uh, to talk to Chris Wilson on a podcast setting. And then the week after that, Gazi is going to have the opportunity to talk to Chris. And um, we're going to get to talk to both in between so i think that's that's going to provide a lot of uh, a lot of interesting discussion of the points brought up in zizzeran's interview and uh, suggestions for gazi what he should bring up in the follow-up interview so um that's yeah, gonna be a everyone. lot <laughs> there's a lot of chris content coming up with it just in the community in general like a lot Too many podcasts <laughs> it's like there's no way no Too many to podcasts, not enough, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye, and we'll see you on the next episode.